Maybe I should. <laughs> there you go. New angle, new angle. This is this, this is kind of like the old BTR angle, but uh is it does it look decent? Uh the audience ah, look will tell us. The audience will tell us. I mean, let me see if I can. Um there you go. For those who listen audio only, we're just adjusting our cameras. <laughs> there you go. This is more of an intimate. This reminds me of the, the follow the rules. Uh, but it used to be on the side there. But anyways. Um, all right. This Mediterranean is. Mediterranean time preference strikes again. Oh, oh boy. Sorry. I've been doing some grass touching. I I, I don't know. My, my, my mind is awash. But anyways, this is the Digital Archipelago. Episode 55. How have you been, Prude? Uh, I'm good. I uh, just got back from a, a job interview, so it all kind of worked out that uh, nice. you were off grass touching and I was off looking for a better wagey job. <laughs> no. so we're, we're, we're maintaining the uh, the world that is, uh, you know, the grass that we touch, the lives that we make. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's what it is. It is what it is. That's good. The Fez yeah. is in full view. Can't do it without the Fez on. That's what she said. <laughs> oh man, it's it's incredible. Um, but that's good, man. Uh, what do you want to get to the shilling? I mean, uh, I, is that, I white, is that a white claw, Gio? No, it's one of these like Trader Joe's strawberry drinks. There's no alcohol in it. Um, no, oh. it's like I can't believe we don't have Trader Joe's in Canada, so. Is there an equivalent like, in Canada to a Trader Joe's? I, I have mean, to drive have like whole, an hour to get to one. So yeah, like we have Whole Foods, but we don't have like I don't know what the equivalent of Trader Joe's in Canada would be. That is that is a good question. But Canada, we don't have any. Uh, we don't have as many amenities or brands as America. It becomes even blatantly obvious, even just like in a few hours across the border. But uh, it's like yeah, Canada literally is just like I, I even tweeted it like. It's crazy, you know, driving in the States, like even the drivers are a bit better. Um, people are friendlier. Uh, like, I don't know, like Canada just is a neoliberal hellhole. Like we only have the top brands. The only like, the only saving grace is there's a Timmy's on every corner. But even Timmy's like compared to Dunkin' Donuts is like- A Timmy's on every corner and a Ukrainian in every managing position. You know, that's what God wants for Canada, I guess. When I was when I was- when I was on the bridge, I actually saw a, a car. They probably, they probably, like, listen, they probably just donated and they didn't know, like, the, the significance of it. But I actually saw a car with a Svoboda, like, shield crescent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, that was crazy. I, I'm like, yep, that's, that's Canada, Ontario plates. And, uh, oh, boy. Um, but it's anyways. okay. There, there are parts of 635 <laughs> and US 75. If you get closer to Dallas and Fort Worth, where you'll see Ukrainian flags off the side of the highway, and yeah. you're just like, "What country is this? Like, where am I?" Because like this is a heavily like white and Indian neighborhood, and then just a bunch of Ukrainian. Like it's it's peak peak uh, regime cringe uh, right there. It's awful. Um, oh man, it, it's rough to say the least. Yeah, uh, they have Trapper Johns, according to what John Carter says. I like that for Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah, you Trapper Johns. Yeah. Unless it's a real, <laughs> is, if that were a real thing, I'd eat my hat. Um, I wish it was. Yeah. Well, they they should have some Cordoba theme 
something or other in Canada, but I guess that would be too racist or something. Um, well, I, I found I it, I find it funny because like if you go, I don't know if it still exists. I don't know if these are one of those chains that died during COVID, but like mm. uh, in France, there's a place called the Buffalo Grill and it's like a sit down place. Like, I guess like, you know, some sort of medium tier restaurant in America, you go to like a Cheddar's or something like a Scottish oh, yeah. kitchen, but it's all steak burger, Americana themed Western cowboy stuff. So like <laughs> all around you are these like 1880s, like paintings of the frontier done by that one german guy and they've got like buffalo Bierstadt. yeah they got all the bearstock paintings <laughs> and then like they got the the horns and some like you know uh cowboy boots and and spokes and whatnot and you're just like i'm in france in the middle of nowhere and yeah. uh, you know off the highway and here is this chain restaurant of americana western type deal of the frontier uh, and I'm eating like a steak burger in the outside of Paris. Like it's just a very strange feeling. You think that Quebec would have their own kind of like fur trapper French identity that you could yeah. sell and package. Like this is the thing. If I, I think that the the Canadian opinion of, of, of Quebecois would maybe change if like someone in Quebec had the smart idea to like do, <laughs> a, a, do to do a to do a French Canadian bucket. <laughs> Because I saw, I saw this. Canadian dickies, yeah, yeah, give me, yeah. give me a French Canadian buckies is what I want. The trading post, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Give yeah. me that because, like, I notice all the tweets are they're like the the rep or, or the equalization thing or how many billions of dollars the Quebec territory yeah. get. I don't know the territory or the the territorial disputes very well in Canada, but like, I feel like their public image would probably change overnight if they just sold some like kitschy Bucky's like products to the rest of <laughs> Canada and it would change uh, instantly, you know, it would be It would great. have to have some kind of exclusive like maple beer or something you can't get anywhere else in Canada. Yeah, just give me the... a maple syrup IPA and like every yeah. every fucker in Toronto would go crazy for it, you know? Yeah, like... but, but the Quebecois, they hate the rest of it. They hate the Anglophone Canada, so they probably they wouldn't go for that. But I mean, if they had to, they, I don't know. I mean, there was this great tweet. I think it was Horace Finkelstein that tweeted a graph from someone else where basically saying that Canada is held together by one giant taxation and money laundering scheme through transfer payments. Like that's basically the only thing that holds us together as a nation is to just bribe, sorry, one, one giant bribery scheme to just bribe Quebec into like staying with us. And, uh, and he has these like giga chat, like Quebec quad giga chat, where it's like, yes, I will ban, I will ban all the other languages. Yes, you will send me more millions. <laughs> like it's, oh boy. Well, we if they hate the, if they yeah. hate the anglophone side of Canada so much, then why wouldn't you want to conquer them <laughs> with that. some kind of like soy foreign policy of just like listen you're you're gonna you're gonna drink the maple leaf ipa you will go to the fur trap like a uh, convenience yeah. store you will give us billions of more pounds i mean <laughs> that would be that if it were me i'd be the way i'd, I'd conquer on it's but 11 it like in the, the evening be... lads what's going on well we yeah. like we said at the beginning vingle we're um we're, we're grass touchers we have a life outside of this world <laughs> <laughs> well kind of not really but um no, it's funny. Uh, what what is the Bucky's? What is the Bucky's mascot? A beaver or a squirrel? Um, it? I'm pretty sure it's a beaver. Yeah, it's a, like, yeah it's see, a beaver. Can't, see, Quebec should get on this. 
It should be a beaver with the like we we sell we and sell it's got the we, sell little, <laughs> we got the little beaver nuggets and everything like it's fantastic yeah. they're delicious and like I, I was there the oh. other day because I was I went down to um I get a, at a doctor's appointment um and I go to the Bucky's <laughs> where I were from on off the highway where I go to and they had the mascot there and like it's always packed around lunchtime anyway. But then they brought the guy out in the mascot. You know it's a guy that's always in these things because he's got like They have the guy in the mascot in the yeah, outfit? Yeah, in oh the outfit. God. And people take selfies oh and shit like God. that. And so like people go ape shit for this stuff, right? This is and it's, true. This is next level marketing, by the way. That's like incredible marketing. Well, and it yeah. was even better is that you go outside, like right even before you walk into the store, they've got the little bronze bust of the of the Bucky's like mascot. So he's in this like giant brass statue that oh like hits and everyone can like take a selfie with or whatever. And you're just like, this is it. This is how you conquer uh, like the, the get the, 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 the chains of like fast food and convenience and all that jazz. Like they've got this niche market where it's like truly yeah. the last bastion of white identity where it's just like high trust. The service is great. The bathrooms are clean. Everyone knows what they're in for. It doesn't matter who you are. The lunchtime rowdies, they finally quickly escort themselves out. Like oh, it's a great man. place and no one else is conquering on it. And there's no truckers either. It's not like um, other uh, truck stops or anything. Yeah, like that, where it's, it's all, all dirty for, and... It's all for consumers. It's all for us normies, not for like truckers. And so, you know, that's what they're there for. And the money's good. And they, they, they advertise how much these people make. And it's not bad at all for working this kind of job. And you're just like, huh. You know, honestly, if I were in some other part of the country or if I were in a foreign country, I'd start some sort of kitschy thing like this up and just, you know finance my way into power um but but, but, speaking no, but of, that's like that's incredible yeah. kitsch done right though my god like it's it's clean it's good they have a mascot the kids love it like yeah. it's got all the hallmarks man only in america but it was really you will worship the golden bucky no 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 one's no one's like sacrificing their kids before what? like the bucky's old not it's yet anyways like in the post-apocalypse <laughs> when the bombs drop and like there will be a cult of bucky's like this is why we need a fallout game in Texas. Like, oh, it's the, children, <laughs> it's the children of the beaver and they sacrifice their like, you know, ill fit, like your, you know, irradiated child to like the Bucky statue. Like, um, and then like you can play oh, as some like, you know, Hernando Cortez cult that's like, uh-uh, none of this human sacrifice shit ends. And see, we've already written a better fallout story than the last three games. Like, it'll be great. 100%. Um, <laughs> It's Chuck E. Cheese for adults, yeah, but like I, I'm not playing any games. I'm just there for vibes and good food. And like I've vibes. said before, it's the only place I've been publicly recognized. Oh boy, but uh, I, anyways, Steve, those super chats, boys. If you want to hear more gripping lore about Bucky's and uh, someone, they're debating if Quebec is the Scotland of Canada. And introspection said, Quebec is like the Ulster of Canada. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Oh, that's brutal. So can we get Only like if the Ulster a, was Catholic instead can, of? Protestant. Can we get a QRA eventually, like a Quebec uh, you know, army? Can it be like Quebec in the '60s where they actually? Oh, never mind. I shouldn't fed post this hard. <laughs> the, they're gonna. The Canadian government's gonna get me. Um, but anyways, that's uh, yeah, man, that's crazy. But anyway, need those super chats. Um. Uh, I, I came out with a solo episode of uh, Content Minded that had a, a two movie reviews, had a lot of topics from politics and so forth. But that's a that's a good, uh, I guess, a good transition to, um, I don't know, Prude. What is everyone? Oh, there's Marty in the chat. Canada um, is the Scotland of North America. Yeah. You want to be your be. own thing from America so damn bad. 
that you're willing to let the Ukrainians and Chinese run it. Yeah. You have yeah. a different kind of occupied government than we do in America. It kind of works out. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. There's a, di there, yeah, exactly. Um, Oh my God. Uh, what would be the Scotland of America? Would Texas be like the Scotland? No, like, uh, uh, maybe. I mean, like, there's like California secessionists that are like yeah, these hyper techno optimists that want to rule things. But I mean, yeah. really, I think all the secessionist vibes really. I mean, every election, right? Like when Trump won, or when or when Bush re uh, won a re-election in 04, they were like, "This is like Jesus land," and then like the United States of normal people or whatever, and it had like Canada and all the blue states. So, oh um, yeah, I remember those memes. So I, I guess like everyone's kind of got the vibe of like, listen, we just don't want to deal with the other fuckers. But like <laughs> the only the only place I think that really has a secessionist vibe, I still think is the South, because it's still yeah. despite 150 plus years of trying to kill that identity, it's still a demographic in and of its own right that um, every immigrant that wants to complain about this country goes straight to the target of, oh, there's still a sizable white homogenous population down there. We got to kill those guys. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, I mean, it's there. Of, of course, yeah, the soft, uh, the slow obliteration of the Southerner through fentanyl and offshoring. And, you know, that's not enough, though. Apparently, again, like the the, the amazing Mystery Grove tweet, uh, liberal academics, they like, well, how did it go? L liberal academics that think that the reconstruction should have lasted longer because it's a glorious, like, um, project of multicultural democracy and uh, liberal academics that think that um, reconstruction should have went longer because it would have uh, resembled the Khmer Rouge by the end. So I was like, Oh God, that was an amazing mystery Grove tweet. RIP to mystery Grove. I can't believe I know. It. Um, and it was funny. Cause who had, I was, I said it earlier today because apparently this came from the national review, which is not a place that you should be reading, but it's a shake shack founder announced that he will be shuttering two Manhattan restaurants after the hotel they were housed in was made into an illegal immigrant shelter. Oh, um, so like mystery Grove bros, I, I think we're back. I think some shake shack nationalism is in order if they're not going to support uh, migrant housing. So, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe did, he was onto something. Did, can you still buy mystery Grove? Yes, you can. They're still on okay, Amazon. Good. You can go buy them. Buy them now mention... before he takes them off the list entirely. Do we want to mention our friend or is that probably not? Uh, let's not give it too much attention. Yeah. I would just say that um, there are other, I know Mystery Grove is going to eventually shut down their publications, but we have plenty of great friends like, yes. um, you know, Ar Agartha Publishing, Antelope Hill, Imperium Press. There's a lot of them out there. And so, you know, there are good books anywhere and everywhere and you should look for them and support them all the time. Yeah. I feel like we're missing someone. I'm sure that we are. I, um, oh, Rogue, Rogue Scholar. Scholar Press. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, there's there's a whole bunch that you can still patron. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate to mention this because, I mean, it's unoptical. But did you read, um, I mean, listen, okay, as much as I disagree with their founder and his takes on the current conflict, um, they did, Countercurrents recently published a pretty good piece that um, I only saw because I believe Melanie Woes uh, retweeted it on on Telegram. Did you did you read that one, Prude? About the uh, what's his name, Anthony? Oh, I can't believe it. it's like Oliver it's a talk Anthony. of the oh, Is that the country Anthony. scene? Yeah, Oliver the, Anthony. Yeah, I did not. I didn't get a chance to read. I did read their Richard Hanania piece, which I thought was really good. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a good one. But uh, 
but this one essentially argued that basically as much as we don't like country, we think it's low class. I mean, it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, it still is a sizable cultural spectacle that is pro-conservative, pro-right wing that both conservatives, normicons and, and quote unquote, the right can get behind. But I don't know. Like, I mean, I get the argument by the elitism of it. I'm still on the fence with this country singer guy. Um, but I, I think that you take whatever W you can get. I know Jay Burden, our good friend, tweeted uh, this week that, you know, the, the first rule of uh, getting in the E right is to never take a W any under any circumstances to never take a W. But I mean, I don't know. I think that, yes, of course the lyrics are vulgar or whatever, like not vulgar in like a profane sense, but like vulgar in like, you know, it's pretty straightforward. And there's a whole debate over, is it about, like like it, it, it's so crazy like even apparently like he made like, it very explicit that yeah, like yeah. the the the, nor- the you know richmond north of richmond is about government and yeah. that it's not about class struggle i mean yeah. it, uh bitching about fat people milking welfare and shit like that like i i find it funny because like what was the side effect of all this it was the talk of the town um uh that maga kami you know who wasn't even around for the 2016 years haas was getting into a fight with you know polish fed boy jack Posobiec. the page and, in poso uh, yeah, yeah literally an agent of the state um so he worked I, for I naval know, intelligence like, that's pretty crazy man that, <laughs> naval intelligence you know yeah. like a guy who used to be navy intel used to be tweeting about them you know 14 words and stuff back in 2016 and now he's this big guy at human events just raises some questions gets the noggin joggin um and he has the chip video on his noggin playlist that was my favorite reply that he had he's like oh he's got oh. this playlist talking about dancing israelis and he's like yeah but what about the chip video where it's like an hour of just a chip going in a circle playing the music yeah it's fantastic so do, do you I think that he's like some kind of psyop or he's some kind of creation by the uh conservative people or no i i doubt it because the usual con ink our slur, you know, our tards were just like, uh, we should be singing about how this land is made for you and me. And I'm like, we've really <laughs> gone, we've gone so far back into time where like we're now taking communist, you know, Woody Guthrie songs and are like, yeah, you know, this is how yeah. bad the um the the world has gotten for conning. So I don't I don't yeah. care. Like if the if the guy makes good music, so be it. And I mean like to me it was and I, I get it. There are some complaints where it's like, oh woe was me music, but there's a lot of that yeah. country um you know even back in long before i mean like um you know it, it, long before sort of the pop metrosexual country music of today but like i i to me it's just like okay cool like he, he made a song that isn't bad i listened to some of his other songs they're pretty decent um he's got a manager and all that jazz who doesn't who works in music i don't care um uh, it, it's a genuinely half decent thing where a redheaded man, the rarest thing that you see uh, in media these days are redheads. Um, the guy that keeps casting gingers has dyslexia or something, I don't know. But like, it really does indicate to me that let, let us have it, I guess, you know? Um, it's the same thing with like a lot of friendlier accounts that are, are, are face posters or that are... Such as um, ourselves. Well, such as ourselves, but I, I think of like... You know, I, I think of like all the the Fisher King shit as well. Like some oh, people don't like yeah. him, and some people do. I like him. I don't think he's a bad like guy, him. but like he's, he's not going to be throwing Romans on the timeline, you know. But no. like he's no. nominally friendly, so like maybe don't get your hopes up when some performer or some guy out of the blue doesn't have your one hundred percent congruence with yeah. your rich political ideology, because odds are we don't have that, and we shouldn't be uh, 
throwing our arms up in in frustration every time that someone comes onto the scene that doesn't agree with us 100 percent. that reminds me of fisher king because recently the whole incel discourse has kicked up again and i said like 2019 all over it yeah thank you spurgler um but no we'll get to with the billionaire psycho article because i mean 2019 me would have been all over this but i mean I, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I respectfully disagree with my friend, put it that way. Uh, I respectfully disagree, but I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I, he, some people have a point about like, you know, I know people don't want to hear this. Okay. Because it comes from, it comes from our good friend, default friend. But I think like you gotta be like either one way or the other when it comes to the e-girl question. Okay. Yeah, there got to be like wholesome chungus women respecter, such as myself, or no, 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 none of them allowed, no girls allowed. But don't you can't go half on that. And I think Spurgler is correct that you can't really not to subtweet anybody, prude. But there are some people that sort of want to have their cake and eat it too. I mean, I I think that I don't know, man. Like you, you either have to be pure in your misogyny or pure in your wholesome chungusness. I don't know. It's kind of. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> uh, well, we still got to talk about Oliver Anthony. I'm sorry. We're getting distracted with women once again, but uh, yeah. many such cases on this show. Um, I don't know. Like uh, I, I think that you, I think my, I, I guess what we would call misogyny, I consider it to be paternalistic. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, it needs to be there. If not, they will walk all over you and then you're not really a man at all in that respect. So mm. um, it's necessary. And I think people have to, to balance a fine line, but I mean like this discourse was kicked off even before Spurgler's. Oh tweet. yeah. Um, Cause there was this discussion and I, I wish I could find it. I'm actually looking for it on Twitter right now was this um, discussion about how there is such an ideological gap between men and women, especially among Gen Z mm-hmm. where it's like, mm-hmm you know, 78% of like Gen Z women they polled are like super progressive. And then like a large chunk of Gen Z men that they polled were like super conservative or right wing or whatever. And I mean, I take a lot of these social studies with a grain of salt, excuse me, just in part because like we have a huge replication crisis and like there's still a lot of men who are Gen Z that are total like just libtards, you know, like that Harry Sisson character is a great example. Um, And like I... uh, who is that, that actor? What is he? Uh, he's like that Gen Z TikTok dem activist. Um, and like, it, it, oh. it's... Uh, or like that kid that got into Harvard by saying Black Lives Matter 500 times. Yeah. Uh, that's another Zayed really Ahmed. Oh, I hate that guy, man. He's, um, he's so annoying. But yeah, but he's also like uh, just an absolute um words i can't say on the air but anyways, he's a nepo like, he's a nepo kid i hate that term nepo kid but he's like his like parents nepotism were, yeah 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 as second city bureaucrat would say ethno narcissism moment um but which is true so <laughs> i'm just trying really hard to not go yeah uh, unhinged but no I, I just think that like it does illustrate that whatever situation we're in i mean people can say it's like neoliberalism slash capitalism or whatever or um you know, just an upright deracination of any semblance yeah. of culture, which is a huge part of it. Like, I do think the aspect that we've liberated, like in the, in the job market now, I have to compete both not only against my fellow man, but also some woman that, you know, companies have no problem paying less. Um, 
and they will prefer them because they will work harder. They will abuse, you know, drugs. Exactly. will do things to stay there and they won't get, you know, married or have kids. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, when there are articles and studies from the Wall Street Journal to the, you know, New York Journal of, you know, economics that are saying like, look, we're going to have like half the country of women by like 2045 being single and childless. Um, That's mainly millennials. But like it to me, it really does illustrate that like we're on the precipice for a lot of millennials into entering middle age, Gen Z is becoming of age. Um, Mm -hmm. The generational wealth that, you know, people in the past once appreciated is all but gone. And, you know, the idea of most people owning homes is a far off dream. And there's a lot of ambition that's been sapped from people, not just for like cultural reasons, but I think also a lot to do with it, like hormonal imbalances, the stuff we eat is poison. The stuff we do with our bodies is awful. And so like you have a really sluggish, rugged up SSRIs to or birth controlled SSRI pipeline and people have access to the world's, you know, black pills, pornography, et cetera, on their phones. Like everything mm-hmm. just leads up to this recipe for disaster where I don't think it's one singular root cause, yeah. but it, it's a multifaceted affair. And so like, yeah, people are going to get really upset really quickly. And some are going to snap and say like, you know what? Screw you. I'm done. I'm going to go on my hike and I'm not going to bother with this. And I will be the wise man on the mountain and maybe come down like the spake Zarathustra. Like Zarathustra, yeah. You know, like it's fine, right? That's what you want to do. So be it. And others are going to, you know, try their best to be wife guys. I don't think you should ever find yourself by being that because that's kind of pathetic. Um, mm-hmm. What ambitions do you have as a man? Good Lord. Um, and then others, I think, will probably cloister themselves into something. I think our friend Dan Baltic had a really fun take on this yesterday where he was just like we have this entire generation of uh women that are um or you know generation of men and women where he said like they're all like they're not having sex they're not doing anything and they become like these experts on like really like esoteric pop culture stuff like and i and uh yeah you know Mm -hmm. prawn and other things like that and i had said that these people are oh here's the tweet he says we're developing a cast of highly educated single men and women who are destined to never get married or form families but instead become experts on esoteric subjects like the expanded universe of their favorite tv show or the best (laughs) type of pornography fantastic tweet and i had said that these people are pop culture friars and reddit monastics and i think there's a lot of truth to that because um, you know, what are they? They're they're cloistered away in their own little world. They're not of the world. They're just of this like niche thing. They're not yeah. married. They're sexless. Um, and so yeah, they're like the so the Funko Pop version of like a of a monk or whatever. Just like this is my thing. This is what I study. This is my craft. But um, I will die in my like pod where you know I live and occasionally have like you know go to wine bar with someone I agree with on occasion. You know, like it's a it's yeah. it's a mess. And so. People get upset and um, people will tweet it out or they'll write a song like Oliver Anthony did. That's like, um, have you ever watched this one documentary? By the way, for those in the chat, I don't know if you could see, but um, I only smoke American spirits when I smoke. So this is American spirit black with the Prakit tobacco. Um, the the best, the really the Rolls Royce of cigarettes. I mean, I would never, I mean, uh, some reserve cigarettes come close. But anyways, have you ever watched the documentary by... Um, what was her name in Britain? Her name was um, Joyce Vincent. Joyce Vincent. Have you ever heard of this documentary called Dream of a Life, Prude? No. Dream of a Life was about the story of a woman in Britain who through through a variety of different means 
such as the British social welfare system and subsidized housing. She ended up dying in her apartment alone. And I believe she wasn't found for four, about four years or three years or something like that. Oh my gosh. This became a famous case because this was the early 2000s. No, actually it was like around two, two, I want to say either 2004 or 2009 where they found her. And it goes through her life as uh, hanging around the Afro-British music scene and how she sort of, through a variety of things such as mental illness, um, addiction. Um, yes, by the way, it still has the, the native, uh, the, the indigenous person on the logo. Um, so through a variety does, does of... The, does the carton of cigarettes come with a land acknowledgement now? No, no, it's America still. So I guess in, in Canada, you'd have to... I don't know. It's it's funny because <laughs> this Canada, tobacco was grown on stolen land. Yeah, yeah, it's stolen land in Virginia. Or uh, wait, I think the Perkins pe- tobacco. The only we still have, well, some, some in the South, and then we still have it. Um, yeah. Then, can I show you this image? I'm going to share it on screen if you'll yeah, let me. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Luthemplar made this, and it was I was talking about the. The, um, oh my god, I love this. This is yeah, the sixth gorillionth indictment of the trial because I'm reading the news inside of an oh. IHOP because I had IHOP for lunch today. Uh, it has the world's I, 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 I judge diners and chains of diners by their coffee, and still to me, IHOP has the worst coffee known yeah. to man. Uh, like between the like three big chains, right? Like you have uh, IHOP, then there's Denny's. And then on the top of that, like creme de la creme of like fast food slash diner chain coffee, it goes to Village Inn. Although Village Inn doesn't exist where I live, which is just absolutely sad. But I, I love this. The IHOP in the background, the, the Trump indictment. Let me see if I can read Whoa. the little words down. It's just, yeah, a six gorillion indictment. That's fantastic. Um, I love it. I love it so I went, much. <laughs> I went to a Sheets recently. That was premium slop, American slop. <laughs> sheets, you know, Sheets. No, I don't. Oh, I think it's only in in New York, but it's like the gas Jeez. station, but you could buy food. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, motor oh, oil the, coffee. Motor oil coffee. It is true. Yeah, oh man, I, I I go to the Sheets website, and the first thing I see is a morbidly obese black woman that says best <laughs> companies to work for twenty twenty three. Oh man, my God. That's, it's rough. It's it's, it's tough, folks. It's Although I do have um, so oh so sheets kind of reminds me of um like Quick Trip I guess in a lot of yeah, ways yeah Quick Trip yeah yeah that's uh, although although in the like western like um in like that the Utah Wyoming area there's there's come and go uh K U M and go so you know you can always express your intentions with um your, you know, <laughs> with, coming you know what are your intentions with my daughter well like look at the gas station sir you'll get an answer oh, real quick. Um, but i wonder it's if just, a lot of lot lizards hang around the coming oh i'm sure that they do you know um, oh this is so silly uh, <laughs> i've never been to a wawa though i know they're all over in pennsylvania but i i've never yeah. been there yeah, I think I've been to a Wawa once. Um, Motor oil, coffee, Uber, Alice, <laughs> Salentio. Uh, oh my I, god! I like my coffee. The well, I don't know because some really thick oil. Well, not like more like viscous oil, like Turkish coffees like that. And that's yeah, really good. Or Iranian or Persian coffees like that, which yeah. I really. I always really remember like. the one, the famous. Uh, I don't know why when I hear Wawa, I remember 
the famous CCW match, uh, Nick Mondo and Jun Kasai came from Japan, from Big Japan, and it was against uh, the, the the backseat boys. And it was like the, the 200 light. It was no, sorry, it was the fans bring the weapons match. And I remember the one announcer, Max Mack, he's like, we're going to send... We're gonna send Kasai back to Japan in a Wawa bag. <laughs> you know, you get you get the prawns for like three bucks in a Wawa bag. <laughs> oh boy, I was I always remember that man. That's premium. That's early two thousands chud culture. Downloading death matches uh, off of LimeWire. But anyways, a uh, very very tragic topic. So, um, I highly I think the documentary is still on YouTube. It's called Dream of a Life, where about Joyce Vincent how she died alone in her apartment. But in Britain, I mean, you could ask our friends from the UK. Apparently, they have like these subsidized housing where like the billing goes automatically. So nobody thought to like shut her like television or her power off or anything like that. So I believe it was two or three years before anyone discovered it when there was a power surge in the building. That's when they discovered her um, mummified body. But and- I mean, there wasn't a smell or. No, 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 no. There was a smell for a while. The neighbors complained about the smell, but then the neighbor next to her moved out to a better council flat. So mm. the smell was just like, um, I, I guess like, uh, you know, she, I, you know, I guess they figured it was a squirrel or something that had died in the building. So yeah, it's crazy. But the reason I bring this up is because I mean, if there is a form of extreme atomization that is going to be normalized, I think that we're going to see a proliferation of the Joyce Vincent cases. Um, and Marbley is bringing up the Wyndham case as well. That was another one. Well, I mean, um, and she was an yeah. actual schizophrenic person. Yes, she was. Like that was yes. a rather famous, you know, study. Um, rotting corpse smell is normal for a council flat. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> you know, uh, it, you know the smell of death when you smell it whether it's a dead person or a dead animal like that smell yeah. is kind of universal um people just kind of know yeah but yeah i mean like i wouldn't be surprised if we do get more of that especially as people are alone because you know in japan lots of people old people die alone yeah, yeah. i mean i, I yeah. thought it was terrifying when they had said um uh that they were gonna like try and automate things and elderly care with like robots or things that kind of look anthropomorphic and i thought that just would make me want to die quicker you know like there's no human contact um at that point like it's me being checked in on by a machine does she have any friends at all or checked in on her my god i mean well what happened was she did have friends but she through a series of poor decisions and misunderstanding she ended up like the documentary goes into it she ended up alienating them her former lovers. And I guess like she through mental illness and drug abuse, just sort of slowly taped away from everybody. I mean, her parents were older and died. I believe she was an immigrant to Britain as well. So there's a lot of transient people that will experience the sort of there. They will be at the mercy of the various um, machinations and techniques of an advanced society that has long since abandoned any sense of, um, not just identity, but sort of filial loyalty towards each other that a common sense of identity instantiates. So, I mean, and now you have pod existences, people moving away from their parents, or even like the parents, you know, the parents slipping their mortal coil and living in your family home, not having kids. I mean, listen, I'm going to lie, man. I, I, this is stuff that I worry about as an only child. You know what I mean? Me and well, I'm not going to get into the details, but me and a good friend of mine on Twitter, 
uh, a good friend of ours proved we were talking about this him being an older you know only mm. child and uh you know i i think that there there will this will be more of a common reality i mean people bring up japan there's cases where people uh where hikikomori's they commit fraud by uh covering up the death of their their uh, parents or their their family member or whatever and still collecting the the you know the the inheritance or whatever and uh yeah it's just um you know that's man that's really a black pill but Prude, what do you what do you think of all this what do you have any like a uh, hot take on this in this regard um uh... I, I think it's an interesting. It's an interesting thought experiment. Not thought experiment, but it's an not interesting... a thought experiment. I just think it's like, well, no, here's what here's what's more to come. I mean, yeah, I, I think that it will be. There will be more. You know, there are some news stories out there where like people are gaming or whatever. And this is a guy thing, more obviously, but like, yeah. oh, a guy is having like a, he he sounds weird over on the on voice chat, and so like someone's like, you should call a doctor, and like his life gets saved or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like those mm-hmm. are cool stories, but like. I feel like it's going to be really weird when wellness checks come in and, and like, like, okay, here, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to paint, I'm going to paint a little picture. And I, it, and this is what's going to happen. This is that Go one ahead. day, one day, it, somewhere in the near future, it, what will come is there will be wellness checks called on a morbidly obese man, similar to the whale, but it's a little different. And the call is going to come in anonymously because, you know, they they know each other so well, but they only know each other online. So it's like, hey, can you call in on my friend here? I don't really know him all that well, but he's not doing well. And the only reason why this person is going to find out that they died or that they don't care is because someone's Discord kitten just didn't get enough attention that week. Um, oh my god it's gonna happen it's gonna i thought happen. you were subtweeting me but now then you mentioned no 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 I, <laughs> if i was gonna subtweet you i'd just say it to your fucking face like <laughs> no um you know just like some someone's someone's oh. discord kitten's not gonna get enough <laughs> attention and a wellness call is gonna come in and they're just gonna be like oh man let the oh, smell this just true. this like rotting putrid corpse on the floor right in front of oh. the computer um that is most likely already happened i'm saying it's going to happen more um, yeah, yeah uh, I'm all in on the account that there's going to be more, um, uh, you know, more more deaths that will be called in because people on the internet are like, hey, he's been offline for a couple of days. We kind of geolocated him through his IP to this location. Can you check if he's okay? Um, you know, I, I'm sure it's going to happen a lot more, um, and there'll be some awkward sunsetting like that. Uh, guaranteed. Oh man, guaranteed. Yeah, that's that's sort of well. There's there's going to be all sorts of this nowadays. I mean, it really will be like the Wired. I mean, like people. I I remember. I think it was uh, Mark Fisher that yeah, Louis Cache geolocated. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> look at John. Car- like you're so savage, John. You better send me a pretty good one, even if it's an FMK. You better send a pretty good donation for that one. Um, but no. Um, it's funny because. There... wellness check on chat. <laughs> well, I mean, who I not, right? Like, you know, man, man, man calls 911 for a severe case of dehydration after in like 78 hour goon session. Like <laughs> the headlines write themselves. Like I'm that was like that um, guy in the 70s that laughed himself to death by watching his favorite uh game show or whatever. Did you hear about yeah, that? He had a heart yeah. attack, yeah. Um no, it would be Swatting like, for care checks. So true. So, Michael, oh. you know, I'm not going to swat you. I'm just going to call 911 and pray to God that the, you know, med tech can save your ass. 
<laughs> like, hey, he's, he's been ratioed to oblivion. Like, he locked his account. Like, just please help him. Help him. Yeah, he's getting dunked on hardcore by the whole of the internet. Um, you know, like, he's oh. the main character on Twitter. You got to save his ass. Call him <laughs> down from the fence. He's the main character this week. Like, Spurgler is the main character yeah. this week. He said he was going to climb on a mountain and never come back. Someone talked to him. And it's like, no, oh, I'm, I'm here. I'm fine. Fuck you. You know, like. Oh, uh, when will the New York Times have an article on gooning? Place your bets. Um, so much evil that follow the rules unleashed into the world by making. I'm sure. Really I'm like... sure it will come sooner than <laughs> come sooner than later. Um, but if not, I guarantee you that probably someone like default friends already wrote, written that article. <laughs> she already has. No. Oh. Yeah. I mean. Uh. Did you see her reply to Mary Harrington? No, I today? did not. Oh, about well, anyways, um, apparently, like, look, his it was about this thing where, uh, it, it's something that Beta Demolich said that basically they're reinventing every traditional patriarchal norm, but they have to attach a kink to it. This is something I said way back in twenty. Well, that, that's basically Orin's yeah. tweet: is that progressives will reinvent like normal, like no, you know, traditional sexual norms. And it was and about like the free use Atlantis. thing. Yeah, do you see this? The TikTok. Yeah, show? yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I had said that eventually you're going to get like hypersexualized Puritans that are saying kink will save the world. Um, yeah. Because I mean, like, I, I feel like what it is 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 that uh, it, it's something that. I think it's partially a social phenomenon that women are using to sort of like tell these like socially castrated men that this is what they're into. Please use me. Mm -hmm. um, Cause women are like that. Let's not kid ourselves. And so like, you know, I didn't like, know they, that. They, they have to come up with something to say like, Oh, I didn't, I'm know, that. I didn't know that I'm... women could be submissive in that way. That's a, it's a foreign to me. Um... Uh, Geo women are submissive and breedable. What is this? Um, <laughs> Like I know you discovered Atlantis, but like um, you know, listen, I am a supreme gentleman. Okay, if, if I, you peek beyond the firmament, you will see a whole new world. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Like I just feel like that uh, those trends that are coming out here are sort of this weird post-sexual liberation response of like, well, how do I communicate needs? Like I have a breeding kink, and it's just, and we've talked about this hell even before we even started this like this show on the that's right we did episode like oh I have a breeding kink. It's like well that can mean two things like one. Yeah, you're desperate to have a baby in you or b you have some really weird racial shit going on and that's a problem um mm -hmm. and like it's mm -hmm. one or the other and so you know oh you know just oops you didn't you know pull out or whatever it's just like just you know be a mother at this point you know but then again the people that are into that shit are probably the worst people that you would want to be parents oh it's God. awful it's awful well that's the point i was getting across in my solo content mind i think like the matters of the heart like love is a uh... You know, everyone is, is, I think, different. I think, like, people have such a pronified view of relationships, of, of the physical intimacy, that everyone is different. Everyone has their own thing. Not to say that you should, you know, celebrate difference in sort of a, you know, kink way. But even the formulation of kink has become this very perverse, um, how shall I put it? This It's almost like you're, uh, you know there's very perverse economism when it comes to it. Like you're, you're fitting in a cat, an identity category. And I think that normal human relations don't exactly work like that. There, you know what I mean, Prude? Like, I mean, there's yeah. something, there's something perverse about framing everything as a kink because then from which you can frame something as a political cause, but not just a political cause, but I mean, like these lifestyle issues that take on, um, like kink or whatever. I mean, first of all, people have realized like these debates go are going all the way back farther than we think. 
beyond the internet age. The, people were talking about this stuff in like the 70s, okay? And academia, like let's face it, in coastal cities and academia, but they were talking about it nevertheless. But I just think that you can't boil down human relations and love between men and women uh, and, you know, the uh, the consummation of the, that love into these like easily identifiable categories of like, I am this thing, you are that thing. I mean, I don't know. It just, it's something about it. It seems so perverse. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's just, it is what it is. Uh, but what, what can I say? Um, yeah, it, it do be like that. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> what what can I tell you other than what can I what, tell you? Um, what, what, well, but what, I mean, what, what, what Lewis Bergler was saying, right? Like I have sympathy for uh, the sensitive young man that, that feels as if their needs will never be met in this society. But then again, not. I think probably not. Right. But I mean, I, I think that what, what's okay. This debate is again, older than time itself prude. But what's oh, I'm sure I'm I'm so sure this is one of those uh, debates and follies that has been around for centuries. Yeah, like literally centuries. If you go back to the poets, poems of Ovid, right? Um, is it better to face a life of at least casual forced celibacy? Not forced celibacy, but because that issue is sort of very sticky and politically charged. But let's say a life of solitude and celibacy that one would rather wish not or to be in a relationship that is like totally just for convenience and loveless and you don't really jive together and you're just doing it because you have an inner need. Like that's always the debate that people go back to. And I see this on Twitter, especially with recently, I've seen this debate over and over again. I mean, I don't have an easy answer to that. I think just case by case, but well, what do you think, Prude? I mean, how you you've had more of a knowledge on this in the, uh, across the spectrum. So, I'm not to, Eric. I'm not disowning sense of young man. I'm saying that their concerns are entirely valid because it's all the way back to Plato's Goon Cave. <laughs> Plato's there's, someone, there's someone on Twitter that has great that account, account, and great it's account. a fantastic account. It's a great username. Yeah. Um, you know, Mar Marquis de Sade one, I guess, is what Lewis says, and I kind no. of. I'm kind of inclined to agree, like the 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 sadomasochist kind of uh, one on this. Um, you know, oh, can can someone remind me? Oh, of course, anyone can remind you, Haas, what kind of petition they signed because they're all postmodern sexual perverts. Um, and let's let's not remember that of the the, the Deleuze mm -hmm. and Guattari duo. One of them died of AIDS. Um, so so did yeah. Arthur Bloom, <laughs> uh, or Alan Bloom, excuse me. Um, but yeah. I, well, oh. well, Foucault, of course, famously. Died yeah, uh, and Foucault famously, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you think? What's your opinion on that issue, Prude? I mean, yes, and by the way, yes, I am broadcasting for my parents. Okay, the parents' basement. Yes, yes, okay. But is <laughs> uh, that Langdon I'm, Industries? It's a parents' basement. I think it was. Yeah. It's a it's a great basement. It, it's a great it's bunker. A great basement. You know? It's the best. The best. It's the best goon cave. Get, get it. <laughs> uh, I I think about well, the fruits the, in the goon shed though. That's the uh, I I live out in the woods. It's a little different. Um, <laughs> He's got the Kaczynski goon. Shed. I, I got the Kaczynski. Uh, like I'm. It's all wood. Like I, it's he wood. only has four. He only has five icons back there. I can see. That's that's. That's rookie uh, modest right there, Prude. Come on, bro. It's modest. It has I to be tw but I 12 or I'm, over. 
I'm not maybe if I you know move out we can get into that but um anyways and one of them is yeah. written and that's on top of my gun safe but uh <laughs> I had a woman. Oh, I don't know if I said the story last week or not, because I had I had done another job interview and it was a virtual interview. And so I I had my uh, my camera on just like this. And I'm you know, and it was for this nice uh, this job. Um, it was just like a grant writing job or whatever. And she looked behind me. She didn't look at me. She looked behind me and she had an audible visible like, oh, this guy's fucking nuts. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, you know <laughs> you're some religious maniac yeah some religious <laughs> nut job that applied for the, i mean like the interview went well you know i don't uh, i'll find out if i get it next week but it's just she looked at me she was like this guy's a fucking nut job um you know i'm, I'm she probably the, thought you were like evangelical she probably had no cultural context oh probably not at all but like it's yeah. kind of funny that this woman's like oh this is the person obama was talking about those old white guys that claim <laughs> to their guns and religion and it's like yes you know that's me. What what war could what 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 war is Prude's physiognomy better for? World war one or Vietnam? Cast war your ballots one. in the chat. World war one. Probably World War One, yeah. Oh, I could see you in Nam though if you had the fuzz though, if you grew out the Oh if I yeah, but yeah. It, it gets all squirrely and it looks more and more uh it's awful. That's why I don't grow it <laughs> Can uh, can icons ward off demons? Yes, Owen Zaleski. That's yes, apparently Yes they can. Yes, uh, as, but, uh, as, will the, as will the sign of the cross. Literally set them on fire. It's fantastic. Franco, there you go. That's another good one. Oh yeah, Franco-Prussian War. True. Yeah. Um, I would have definitely volunteered with Franco um, as well in the Spanish Civil War. <laughs> First day of the song. <laughs> I've been told. I've been viscerally described as a guy that would shoot you for desertion um, for not going over the trenches on the song. <laughs> like, um, like, like in Gallipoli. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, well, uh, Vietnam, they would have sent him in down in the tunnels. Yep. Yeah, and, you would have been uh, a tunnel rat. You would have been a tunnel rat. Oh, my God. You, know. you would have had before I get like... Before I get fragged by my, like, African-American guy from, like, Harlem, <laughs> you know, like, would have been he a really He blames shitty, you when he, when he falls asleep on guard duty. Yeah, he blames yeah, you. Yeah, and then I get, like, fragged. Um, at, yeah. You know. A lot go of to that. heinous stuff happened in Vietnam where people didn't want to go along like and it was the, an i'll tell you what though here's my hot tank world war vietnam was the most eugenic war we've ever fought really eh holy crap what do you Mac mean by that mcnamara's one hundred thousand. whoa that's yeah that's that's a crazy that's a man you should talk about you should talk about that with t77 someday that's a that's a one of these thing. days yeah um yeah but that question about being an insult versus a loveless marriage uh, I think I, we didn't get to that one. You know, it's kind of funny because um, in rabbinical Judaism, I know some guys that have said that their rabbi has famously joked um, that, uh, according to them, that a man that suffers and endures a life of a shitty and loveless marriage goes straight to whatever Jewish heaven is. Um, and I've always laughed at that because I think that that's kind of funny um, because, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> if I dealt with a nagging bitch all day with a hockey, why aren't you doing this? Yeah, I would think I'd get to go to heaven too. But um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I think that both lives, if directed and oriented towards a higher purpose or a higher calling, you know, um, Dostoevsky commenting, I think, on Nietzsche, right? Like whatever is to come for the overman will have to be connected to the divine in some sort of artistic mm -hmm. leadership kind of fashion, commanding of it. I think they want that. Like, there are plenty of people throughout history that have done great things without being in marriage. 
um, yeah. famous philosophers, writers, musicians, talented people, and others that genuinely pursue meaningful connections towards whatever they want to do. And so, yeah, if, that, if that's the way that they want to do it, fine. I think that we have, in a lot of ways, taken this... We've, we've desacralized marriage, obviously. Like, it's no longer mm. this blessed and sacred thing that we engage in. Um, and instead, you know, it's... Uh, like like Byung Chulhan would say, right? Like, it's a part of our compulsion to produce things. You are compulsed to get married. You are compulsed to be a wife guy. You're compulsed to be in this, uh, you know, two point, you know, one kids and, you know, grill on Sundays or whatever. Right. Like, and to some people, they don't want that. And I certainly, you know, don't want people to think that that's yeah, the only forward for them. I wouldn't force it upon anybody. So, um, but does that not mean that like throughout all of human history, did people usually pair bond and like have kids and whatnot? Yeah. Usually in civilizations they did. And I think that we're in a position now where things have gotten so radically fucked that people that are like, well, maybe I would be happier on my own. And I don't want to play your your game of BS where um, I have to now compete with women for jobs that they're going to make more money because they get systematically chosen over me. Um, like, you know, there is no patriarchy. It's bullshit. So why bother? Outside of a few core industries that keep everything alive, like plumbers, electricians, you know, tech bros, not a lot of places where like, you know, the last nice white collar jobs to transition, I think, into our point that billionaire psycho made they're all mm -hmm. now being fought over by double the pool of applicants. So why yeah. bother play the game if you already know it's rigged? Like, I respect the idea of trying to find a solution that doesn't involve me playing into, you know, a, a systematically abusive structure for men. Because God knows over the last 60 years, our divorce laws have gotten so bad where fathers have no rights and that men get fucked over despite most of the time they're usually the breadwinners in those situations. And so what gets created? It gets fatherless children with women who are usually dependent on welfare or some kind of other matriarchal system. And those boys that get raised by it um, turn out worse. And we already yeah. saw what happened with black America because their you know, black middle class got destroyed. Marriage got destroyed. The welfare state grew. They turned into an, you know, a literal bioweapon by the state that they could unleash at any time. And so now you're going to witness that to every other demographic. And I see people, I think people are smart enough now to know like, eh, I don't want to play that game. Um, and those that do make it work, you know, they're already a part of a larger community or a religious community and they're mm -hmm. already under attack. So I, I sympathize with both because I genuinely get it. Um, and I'm not going to well, be surprised yeah. if in the future, well, like there is a pretty strong bifurcation between a, maybe like what Dan Baltic says where the, the Funko pop Reddit tier monastic versus, you know, guys that try and make it with your kids yeah. and their wife. But like, I don't want anyone to take that soy version of like a celibate life. Cause I think that's fucking miserable. Um, if yeah. you're going to be single and alone, I hope that you write the next great American novel or that you are physically Create the great fit. next work of art. Yes. You know, I hope that you do something good with it. Like, again, I, I don't, I, I'm not a big, uh, have sex, touch ground. I'm not that guy. Oh God. Um, you're not like, uh, you're not like a certain uh, Mediterranean on Twitter that says that no, being right I, wing, I, I, being right I, wing is having sex and going out and uh, partying and and uh, yeah, that's uh, nah, not my uh, not my cup of tea. Um, yeah. That's not my way. I would claim it either, but um, you know, so be it. That was uh, a great Martin are... tweet dunking on him. By the way, that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I think uh... that not to generalize because I have known of women who have also been screwed over by divorce court for a variety of reasons. Um, I think that in general relationships are in tatters between men and women. Uh, and I think that a lot of like the blame game that goes around is sort of counterproductive, but at the same time we do have to deal with realities. I mean, I've known a lot of men 
in my life that have been screwed over by the court system. And I mean, were they partially to blame? I mean, yeah, of course, everyone is to blame for the falling apart of relationships, especially with children. I mean, the children really suffer the most out of this. Yeah. But I think that can you make it with your family, but can you have a different attitude towards what family life is besides the sort of um, bourgeois dream of a wife guy, white picket fence that, you know, you indulge in, I don't know, whatever, uh, like, I guess you go, uh, like, you know, cause you see it, right? Like you have to, you have to like go on vacation once a year. Like that's, I think that way of life, that Gen Xers by and large were the last generation to indulge in and some older millennials. I think that's going to be gone in the future. And to have a family, you have, you would have to accept some form of an orthodox or heterodox arrangement. And uh, I don't know. I think that even men, like say if you find someone, but it's not ideal and for a variety of reasons, I mean, is it an escape I don't know. I mean, I, I I struggle with this question a lot, Prude. I mean, I think that you should find happiness wherever you could get it from, whether it's in yourself or with another, because things are going to get really bad soon. I mean, we don't, we say this, every generation says this, Prude, but I think what, that- what, what were you saying about escape though? Oh, like if you manage to find like a relationship where you can sort of like, you know, you could escape from it all and you don't have to like, you know, even though like uh, you meet each other at different points in your life, like, I guess, I don't know. Um, but then of course, escape could also come in other forms. Right. I mean, I, I think again, you should take with, you know, I don't know. I'm, it's These questions are unsolvable because they're so individualized. Right. Yeah. Like you were talking about like Funko pop nihilism versus someone who uses their solitude for the better. I mean, I mean, I, I again, like I get the sense that we're dunking on normies, but like, yeah, I mean, a lot of normies are contemptible, but I think, <laughs> but I think that that's besides the point. A lot of them are just products of their environment. Um, yeah, a lot of people. Maybe, I don't. I never play exactly. into the environmental determinist card, but like, I don't know if you if you were raised by Buckman, um, the odds of you becoming Buckman are, are pretty likely. I yeah. don't know. Maybe I, maybe I'm I'm maybe HBD'd on the Buckman question. I don't know, but like you know, some of us aren't going to have the Gwen Stefani sweet escape thing, and I think that people just need to. I think right. I mean, again, I think this is why there's so much conversation. It's a big reason why I like Marty's book is because there's so much. There was so much of this like cultural epiphenomenon expectation for a generation and now we live in the ashes of that generation mm -hmm. um falling apart and dying and here we are but i i guess this means that we could maybe transition into the article um, yeah no but one last point about that because i was actually explaining this to someone today like when it comes to the average normie right yeah eric is right amid would be fine at this point uh, amid is more than fine amid that you love is a 10 out of 10 um <laughs> but no, I was explaining this point about when it comes to the quote unquote normie that we keep dunking on, like the average person, a particular phenotype of a person in the middle classes in North America was created as a result of the sort of heaven period that the post-war period provided us. And I think that the average person on Facebook complaining about whatever, I mean... <sighs> It's it's like it I understand the need to dunk on people that refuse to be aware. 
But at the same time, I think that a lot of these communities that we're involved in, I mean, it does become a form of like cruelty in a way to expect people that didn't have to grow up with an awareness of prescient issues to expect them and to dunk on them and, and to, you know, hate on them for it. I mean, I get it. It's enervating. But at the same time, a very particular phenotype, the boomers are especially this way, by the way. This is, I think, what I have in mind primarily. I mean, is it contemptible that this particular form of softer person is going to eat up all of the resources for their children left behind? Yes. But at the same time, I mean, to to slip away, and I think it is crumbling, the sort of social security blanket and the cultural security blanket that's been provided for most people to take that away all of a sudden for people that have basked in the glory of conditions that haven't given them an awareness of any other forms of life and, and way of living. I mean, that is a form of cruelty in a way, right? Like that, that is, there's no easy solution to this. I don't know if I'm making myself clear, Prude, if you know what I mean. No, I know. No, you yeah. make sense. I, I think that that's yeah. understandable. I, and again, I, I think once... The normie is that way for a reason, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. But also like for the people that kind of become aware of it, they become aware of it because they realize the things that they yeah. were socially programmed and socialized to, to believe in, right? Like promises we were yeah. sold on, you know, like there's a, the same reason why there's like a big lefty and right and also righty, like, you know, dissatisfaction that came with early young, older millennials in 08. Like, Hey, yes. we were sold this promise. What the yeah. fuck, man? You know, like that same thing has only happened, but I think each generation consistently has only gotten more black pilt on the subject. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. Or that, or they just make do with their own like weird, you know homunculi looking bodies and they're just like well you know i'm fat she's fat but we met together on like a forum so like I yeah guess we're here you know and like that's not to insult those that have met them on like a catholic dating site or i mean i know no, i know it's an online I know, thing, I, I mean, well for instance i know a couple at yeah. my church that met and got married because they, they they interacted and met each other through a fallout forum yeah like you know like i at this point i whatever works but again it's not going to be for everybody I, I think that even in those cases, like when it comes to this, like you met online, you're you're both of you are anons, you you're sort of role playing. I mean, people that are got getting married in Second Life, remember back in the day, those those you know, those oh, articles. Yeah. Like I I think that we view it as abnormal. It's, it is abnormal, and it shouldn't be encouraging. It's but I think it's more of like there's dunking on the freaks, but then there's also recognizing all of those social maladies and cultural and, and um, spiritual maladies that have driven people to it. I think that those feelings at the end of the day, marrying someone in, in second life, that is still, a, it's not reality, but it's a form of the real in that those sentiments are still true, even though those sentiments are very abstracted and cannot be expressed in real life for whatever reason or those sentiments for people who are social outcasts or shut-ins, there is something to it where it's tragic. It can be beautiful in some sense. I think that's why The Whale was so popular, by the way, because it was sort of like... I haven't I haven't seen it. Well, the, the inability to express one's feelings in a, in a very precarious state in life through obesity or crippling anxiety or whatnot. And I just think that like you see these news articles, even like these TikTok women talking about free use, or we dunk on these trends all the time, but I still think that there's a great tragedy going on 
but there's still there can still be beauty in very unconventional things even if it's a tragic beauty you know what i mean a tragic beauty and i think like it's like what schopenhauer said he said like you like people and he was of course looking at older writers like wengelman where it's like you know you could say that symmetry and and uh, vitality and health those are all beautiful things but he said sometimes a ruin can be beautiful right now not to say that this extends politically because the political salience of things like kink for instance that is an entirely different matter that is something that should not be promoted but at the same time i think that to just dunk on people that have a way of life that cannot be expressed in any other way besides being online or through an avatar. I, it's a tragic statement on our condition. And I think that I, I, I mean, I have sympathy. I mean, maybe it's a Christian impulse in me, but I mean, I know there's a lot of people on Twitter that say you should harden yourself to uh, you know, bio trash or whatever. Harden your heart to pity. Harden your heart to pity, which I mean, politically, yes, harden your heart to pity, but in terms of individual cases, I mean, it's hard to dunk on people who are desperate. It's hard to dunk on people who are in some ways victims of the society and of the, uh, the particular arrangement to technology meeting the horrendous political arrangements that we live under. I mean, it's very, you know what I mean? Prude? I don't know what you, I mean, I'm just fucking ranting right now. I'm sorry, Prude. I'm sorry. I'm just ranting right now. But uh, um, any such cases on the show, right? Like, yeah. To, yeah. But um, what do you think of that string of conjecture? I've just laid out. Um, I don't know. Like I, I maybe because I don't dunk on them, I've already hardened my heart. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I'm a huge believer in. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a Calvinist, right? Like, or that I'm not like a. I'm not a big on predetermination, but I think that people have willingly chose the. A lot of people willingly choose the paths that they're on. I yeah. think that a lot of. I. I'm not. Maybe. You know, maybe it's also like the, those last vestiges of Anglo individualism in me, where it's just like. <laughs> um, and I have a yeah. rant up on that ladies and gentlemen oh boy um and it's just like i don't i do i'm not i'm empath i, I sympathize because i think a lot of people who are just regular people and don't have these weird niche online ideologies are going to be i don't even think that they're weird niche online ideologies i think it's the online is the only place where they can be honestly expressed yeah because like you know i it, you can and i had a lengthy conversation with this in the dms on subscribe store with a patron of mine because he was asking me questions he's like a lot of your views get considered hateful or bigoted, homophobic, Nazis or whatever, right? Like, and I'm just like, well, you know, if you you do what every person has ever done throughout history, you calmly explain them. And I mean, some people have already made up their mind and you have the ravenous hordes that want to force you the hemlock or whatever. Like, okay. Oh, so, yeah. But like, um, you know, if we were to ever like talk about immigration or whatever, I can like fully facilitate and fledge out my position. So it's like, if they find the position that was held by like, every other civilization before me uh to be hateful and bigoted then like i know that these people are fucking morons so like mm. it, but like uh, on this respect right when, when it comes to this i think that um I, a lot of people have made their choice and i think a lot of people that's are true with their choices and if that's the way yeah. that they want to live so be it i think that they live in manners which can be sometimes really disgusting and not good or hygienic mm -hmm. or pro-social and right. i want avoid that as much as humanly possible i wish to live in a community the, the reddit moderator type of yeah you know, right like i don't um uh like i don't know. fault people with crippling anxiety for instance that can only express themselves it's not like mind. we're vegans yeah. come on well no i, I yeah. I've, I've gone further than that like what i what i mean is this is that um 
the online space is the only place where we can like actually identify it. And we're not vegans in the sense that I'm like going to proudly walk in and be like, well, let me tell you about who runs Hollywood. You know, like I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not a bicyclist or a vegan. Let me tell you about the uh, civil rights act. Let me yeah. tell you how Mr. Caldwell was right. You know, let me tell you about how every generation of Mr. You know, guy named Rockwell starts talking. About it. But it, I'm not that guy. Um, although, you know, I, I've, I've jokingly said I read edgy books in a coffee shop. I should start doing that again. Uh, maybe eventually. No, but like you nod your head in disbelief. Just to Yeah, right. Hey, what, what's that Howie yeah. Newton tweet where he's like, I watch gay porn on the subway and then start doing this to people know I disagree. Like, I you hate know? this. This is I terrible. This. This is Look so at this. Bad. Isn't this terrible? You know, um, I should, <laughs> should start reading like Schopenhauer's essays on women. I should feel like this, you know. Start reading, auto, start reading Otto Weinickers on sex and character. Oh my god, up. even worse. Um, you know, just like this guy's oh, fuck, you know, I'm as a wholesome chungus wound respecter, I disavow. But anyways, um, I think he got a lot right. But anyways, he got um, a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, even F. Roger Devlin got a lot I, right. I'm a painter, you know. Um, in a way I am actually, but uh, anyways, like I I just think that the world that we're in is in a the things people have made willing decisions that they probably do regret um lord knows i do and for my younger days in my 20s but suffer not the redditor to live <laughs> suffer not the witch to live um you know suffer uh, not the heretic to live either as uh has been said you know like no so exactly it. i no, you bring up i just don't point. i just don't care like that's i guess that's my biggest point like i have enough things on my plate to prioritize and to put sympathy and allotment and that's primarily oriented towards my community. A lot of these things get talked about in abstractions. And which yes. I guess so fair because it's the internet, right? But for me, it's just like, mm, uh, for at the end of the day, like I actually do try and take care of the people I care for, family, friends, loved ones. Um, and I, I think that that's sort of the way that to, yeah. to do that. So I by really the way, don't... I didn't say that Schopenhauer was 100% right, by the way. I didn't say that. I didn't say that Cyber Ninja Zero. But my dedicated A-log... I'm getting A-logged here by Cyber Ninja Zero. But no, but I understand, Prude. Like, there are so many things to prioritize that. Um, it, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, have you ever watched the Varg interview from Before the Light Takes Us about black metal? Uh, no, I haven't. They are still, they, he was still in prison while they interviewed him. <laughs> and he said, like, uh, you know, when we were in school, we learned to have hatred for the weak and to lack pity for the weak. You know, we'd have a uh, sunny days, and uh, that you know we would have to we could enjoy going outside, but everyone had to go and answer the question. So you have these idiots in the back of the class that would never answer the math question, and we'd all have to stay there waiting for the idiot to answer the math question. So that is when you turn yourself off to pity. Uh, that was <laughs> man, that was great. That was like when Barg was younger and he was like a bit more edgier well he still is edgy but like you know not edgy but like he was a bit more like on the ball i guess you could say um and like that interview with before the light takes us that was amazing where he describes his uh interactions with Euronymous and the scene the black metal scene hmm. like uh, the the famous cornflakes one where he's like one time we were in the black metal shop and uh we we still talking about cornflakes and you said i like my cornflakes soggy uh, you know, is and I'm like, why does he like his conflict soggy? Uh, and was, did I do a good Varg? I'm, I hope I do a good Varg. Yeah, <laughs> what, 
I'm not. I. I. I am. I'm not a. I'm not a. When he was a criminal, yeah. I'm not a supporter of cornflakes just because the guy that invented them thought it would get people to stop touching themselves. He was. Uh, oh, I heard about an, that. Yeah. He was an anti-onanist. Um, yeah, not, well, pretty not, base, that, not that I support it, but it's just like what a weird way. Like, if people eat cornflakes, they won't jack off. Like, you know, imagine. You know, like someone should try and reinvent that shtick. You know, like get get some like oh the nofap trend is gonna take off like get, not, get like, some rad yeah. femme type. You know, RFH get her to be on there and be like, I'm starting a cereal brand, so men won't be perverts on the internet or whatever. Like it'll be reinvented, <laughs> but for the official nofap cereals, so true. No, um, like Spurger <laughs> should give court- <laughs> Ten day ten of no fap. Um, uh, no, no but, everything's made of corn, so I don't think yeah. it stops people from being disgusting. Yeah, the other guy in the cornflakes discussion was Fenris from Dark Throne. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Fe- you know what's funny? I got to give Fenris one thing: is that well, I got to give him a lot of things. Dark Throne is pretty based, but Fenris never denounced Varg. He said, "You know what? He's my friend. I still sent him stuff when he was in prison. I sent him different records." And he never like did this thing where all the other black metal bands in Norway, they had to sort of like be like, you know what? You know what? We always hated Burzum. We never liked Varg. <laughs> like, come on, give me a fucking break. Like, you were there with Varg. You were in this, you were in the black metal record shop, and you loved his music because he was number one. And I'm sorry, all those LARPers, Varg was right about you. Not to say I defend Varg or any of his beliefs because he hates Christianity, of course. But I'm saying, and of course, he burned those churches. And he, you know, and he, uh, I don't know if it was 100% true what he did to his telling of Euronymous, okay, what happened. But I'm just saying that all those guys that denounced Varg and said that he was crap and that they never liked him, you're all a bunch of liars, okay? You're liars. Only Fenris was morally consistent and said, you know what? He was my friend. I don't agree with him. Leave it at that. Why do you have to go and denounce, okay? This whole thing where denounced, I didn't, okay, maybe you should denounce because it's an optical, I agree. But it's like, man, I shouldn't be defending Varg. I'm sorry, man, because Varg has a lot of crazy beliefs. I'm just saying, like, these black metal guys have similar beliefs to Varg back in the day. Now they got to go and denounce, and they got to say that, oh, I never liked Varg. Uh, sorry, Prude, sorry, I'm just getting, it just, it really riles my goat when these black metal guys, they're like, you know what? you know what? I was never friends with Varg and Varg was crap and Burson was crap. And like, I never endorsed. It's like, bro, you were there playing concerts with him. Okay. You were there in Bergen and Oslo. Never mind. I'm sorry. Pru. I'm just, I'm it just, it gets my goat when people lie. You know what I mean? When they have to lie, like, yeah. it's, you know why they lie, but Fenris, he's like, you know what? I don't know. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> oh, but Fenris I like how it's like, been over an hour and we haven't even gotten to the article. Yeah, I know. That's crazy, eh? That's but anyways, let's can you queue up the article for us, Prude? Um, um I can see if look you, for it. Yeah. yeah. But no, but that's what I mean. Like, I mean, like, why can't you just say, listen, I don't endorse his beliefs, but you know, it is what it is. And I was friends with the guy, and like uh people, I don't know, man. It's just anyways. Here you go. By the way, metal it... is totally corrupted nowadays. The whole metal scene is is done for. It's been redditified. It's in the and, private uh, chat. You can put it up on your screen. Let me see if I can. Um... No, but I, I let me see if I let me create because I have I have a bunch of tabs. So it's looking me... like the kick is looking like kicks Brooks in the early 1990s. Do I dare look up? 
We've got Kicks Brooks and Dunn. Oh boy. oh, boy. I don't think I look like him at all. I appreciate it, though. Um, did they break up Brooks and Dunn? Uh, oh, God. When did they? Um, that was like back, the did. King of the Hill talked about that. Um, man, did they? when did they stop doing that stuff? Um, okay. Just, I'm looking up Brooks and Dunn now. When did they stop? I think oh, they, well, they stopped in 2010, and then they got back together in 2015, apparently. Did um, we did we cover the um did we cover the um monitoring bias tweet? Oh god. Um I don't know. No, we did not. Uh oh wait, okay. wait, yeah, um, yes, we no, we didn't get there. So start at um funny how the government was always with the spanual quote. Start there. Just, yeah, we, we got through most of this. Okay, should we go down? Yeah, go down. All right. You'll hit a you'll hit a spandrel quote, and that's where I think we stopped. Oh, that's right. Um, there there we, go. we go. Funny how the government is always inefficient, but their promotion of college was an instant hit. Of course, it was in a democratic society without caste or guild. Nobody wants to settle in the second class. That's pretty true. Um. I, I just realized that I, I spent an hour defending Varg. Uh, I'm not defending Varg, by the way. I don't endorse his uh, anti-Christian beliefs or anything, but I just think it's fun. <laughs> sorry, Prude. Sorry, I'm going over old territory. Um, naturally telling ordinary people they were all potential millionaire, giga-chad, celebrity rock stars was quite popular narrative. The, yeah, so, of course, Chuck Palahniuk and Fight Club the false promise appealed by the late, late narcissism. Secretly, every citizen believes he is a diamond in the rough. I could have been contender, he tells himself. We are in the middle. We are the middle. So, I, like, true, a whole, can, just a shitload of Uncle Rico's. Yeah. Can can you do the uh, Tyler Durden voice, or you can't do the one? I, I can do it to save my life. Um, we are the middle children of history. We've all, like, like look, oh, where is it? We've all been raised in television to believe that one day we'll all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars, but we won't. And we're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. In practice, implemented as an industrial on an industrial scale, this dream has been a complete disaster. So science, true. science, X, choice, democracy, academia, feminism, freedom, individualism, tolerance, and globalism have failed to live up to their extravagant claims. These ideological crusades have been exhausted. Now they're see. It's funny because Baudrillard in the um in the Vital Illusion, I believe it was, or no, no, sorry, um, the Illusion of the End actually posited a thesis that was very similar to this. Um, I believe American Affairs Journal had a uh, article on Baudrillard I was reading over over the weekend about it. Um, these ideological crusades have been exhausted. Now they're demoralized believers and tarnished prophets deny their original forecasts even happen ever happened but the fools who trusted keep reading them, i'll be right back yeah no problem but the fools who trusted them were betrayed and wasted their lives chasing empty sterile dreams that led to various forms of romanticized self-destruction tradition was jettisoned for an inferior replica the proposition of personal freedom was based on the mechanical interpretation of human psychology the eco economics of a factory were applied to the human brain and again i know uh, people are going to, uh, you know, people are going to complain, but that is very much a Foucauldian take, if there ever was one. I mean, I think that 
when it comes down, and so this is a again what Bojerg was saying in the illusion of the end, in that when you have all of the systems that are on one end not rivaled by anything else, but also on the other end, um those systems themselves are inadequate. Then you have a situation where not only is the end not coming, but a slow process of decay becomes the norm. And so people, because they cannot envision an end or a finality to our current liberal epoch, then you have a situation of incredible frustration. And then politics then has to permeate into other forms such as lifestyle and so forth and entertainment mediums in order to have any sort of meaningful sense of difference. And so I think Billionaire Psycho is getting at a very fundamental point there. When, you know, I mean, I highly recommend everyone after the stream go and buy Illusion of the End by Jean Baudrillard. But uh, let me, let's continue uh, before Prude uh, gets back up. What is Vingal deleting? You deleting something, Vingal? Anyway, Vingal is in a great, amazing. Um, are they, are you still talking about uh, Varg in the chat? I mean, I got to admit, I'm still a fan of Bersam. I still like Bersam, but I mean, I, I, you know, it is what it is. Let's get back to it. Um, in the real world, creativity is exhausting. Yes, we all, I know this firsthand. Ingenuity should be bludgeoned emotionally and invested into intense, focused obsessions. Remember that Dan Balta tweet we were talking about? And look, this is, so again, this is a litany of thinkers that, I mean, I've certainly benefited from. Well, maybe not Rousseau, but... um. Ordinary citizens never possess the talent to become grandiose dreamers in the tradition of Nietzsche, Socrates, Rousseau, Baudrillard, Aquinas, Confucius, Foucault, Voltaire. The proposition that common men would pioneer their own lifestyles and become self-motivated, world-class performers was always unrealistic, a purposeful deceit. Today, the obvious failures of the education system are masked and disguised and statistically contorted into ever-changing metrics that are intended to prevent comparisons between the future that was predicted and the future that has arrived. Okay, so uh, Prude's still not back. Let me go on this. Let me go on a little rant for this. This is what I meant by the normie, by the way. I meant This is what I meant fundamentally by the normie in the sense that the self-created individual what what John, what well Jumbo Jerry as well, but what Byung Chul Han calls the entrepreneurial self. Not that everyone's going to start their own business. He doesn't mean this. He means that it's not just business. He means that the self is a thing that is created by one's own autonomous means. That one can be invested in a free floating, non attached form of social engagement via education, employment and other means of knowledge creation that everyone can become their own little Voltaire's their own little Socrates, their own little Picasso's. Why, well, why do you think so many people get like these power trips over being like Janny's? Yes. Like, yes. yes. That's the perfect example. Like, bro, you're not Voltaire. You're, you're not Genghis Khan. You, you run a, (laughs) you run a fucking tranny discord server. Like you're you're not powerful. You know, you're 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 not Voltaire. You're not Patrick Henry. You're not Alexander the Great. You run a podcast about yeah. beer. You you're you're not going to rule the world. You you have a show called the Digital Archipelago. 
oh come on prude we are gonna rule the world what are you talking about um no i get no but it's it's true it's very true and, and both of us don't have any of those illusions but what i mean by the entrepreneurial self is that you have to realize that if you've stripped all values and values become it's not that meaning this this is the trick of liberal liberalism by the way liberal society is that it's not that meaning is abolished it's just that it becomes a choice and it, it there is no social political racial religious or whatever narr nationalist narrative the, you know even the whole like citizen of the world 90s cafe new age semi new age thought that you know Foucault, I, I, I like i like Nellis's yeah. take lumpen uh oh he says lumpen academy uh, academy type people but i was just thinking like lumpen adjacent you know yeah. like you're not yeah. you're not entirely a lumpen pro but you're you're kind of close you know yeah yeah no but in other ways it, it goes back to a very old reactionary argument that those bloggers like you know reactionary futures and even Mulbug would talk about where it sounds, I mean, it sounds kind of monstrous. Even Slate Star Codex talks. Yeah, exactly. And he's not even, he's just more, well, he's more of a rationalist than anything else. Well, he's, he's, yeah, but he's like, I mean, he's not a, he's a lib, but he's not, you know, I mean, the, the point being he's is He's a racist like, lib. He's a, yeah, he's like a Hananiac, right? Um, But no, the point being is that you basically condemn people to the responsibility of their own self-creation right now that was promised to us i mean even like marxoids like eric Fromm have a point in escape from freedom in that liberal society and and the ideals that have been built up for at least 100 years now post enlightenment liberal society um they've promised us this bill of goods that choice in everything could lead to liberation when in actuality giving the average person the responsibility of that i mean it's kind of like you're sending them off. A child is born. You're sending them off without a, any tether nowadays. That is that not evil? Is that not evil? Is that not to say that to give a person without, like, for example, do you remember? I, I know, like, listen, this is so Norwood. I'm very sorry, okay? But I grew up with early Simpsons. Do you remember that one um, where where Homer had to like press a random series of buttons to thwart a nuclear meltdown? Right. Uh, sure i've never seen a full length episode of the simpsons in my how can you have life. not how can you have not i grew up with afn and british television like oh my God. i have not seen a single episode of the simpsons in my life yeah but anyways so oh my god um so anyways homer has to get like he has to like thwart a nuclear um a nuclear meltdown and he's like she's basically just presses like any meeny miny mo right yeah but when you like go past the comedy of it and like the setup of like the way things work in Springfield, by the way, that's why Frank Grimes's character was the best because he's literally, they took a normal person and just plucked him into Springfield. And he's like, yes, this is, this is crazy. Um, so if you were to like pull back the fact that it's the Simpsons to give someone like Homer, the responsibility of that is kind of evil in a way. You're kind of doing every, not just you're doing everyone a disservice, but you're doing that person a disservice. So it's not that we're like making some argument that yes, you should take away people's freedoms. And it's like this, you know, you should like become, uh, uh, you know, a, which is some ways I question a part of NRX that it's basically, we just want more of a paternalist form of liberalism. You know what I mean, Prude? Yeah. Like I question that, but I am seeing that when you have social structures 
and you have um, various traditions that have been built up over the millennia to give people meaning and a sense of direction. Is that not better than what we have nowadays, where in fact it's evil to impose any direction on the human subject? I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's the debate of the age, right? Like, it was very, right. and I thought it was interesting, and I know, because like, when Yarvin's wife passed away, they asked, like, well, what, what can we do in her, you know, honor or her wishes? Yeah. He had pointed to a charity in California for the homeless, and he said it was yeah. basically like a fashy homeless shelter because it told the homeless people what you are, what you're going to do, and this is how you're going to do it. You're going to get kicked out. Like, you know, either, you know, when we tell you jump, you ask us how high and you do it. Like, and they don't do that anymore, right? And, um, I've always thought there was an interesting sort of uh, comparison here because I think that we're at a position now where you have watched people living in the hauntology of um, of, of fascism where we're haunted by the specter of it to sort of the, the brown off. scare, which we yeah, right. about. Yeah, right. Like the whole, mm. like to rip from Derrida and by extension Fisher, we're, we're, we're not haunted by capitalism or Marx. We're haunted by... Um, we're, we're haunted the by Austrians, painter of austrians yeah you're yeah. We're, you're i have an article on this it's just called uh, anyways but like you're haunted by him and so no, what put the article what, what article was that proved? i haven't published it yet but it's called haunted by hitler like oh. sorry i've triggered sorry i've triggered the, the article or the, the youtube people but that's what the article's should called. we and edit that out or can we see no you'll, you'll be fine because okay. I've, I've said far worse in scripted videos and i'm still monetized um but like <laughs> you're, you're haunted by you're, you're haunted by fascism. the specter of fascism. Yes. Yeah. And so because of it, right, like we've reached this weird ontological inversion where, um, by the way, that... obligatory mentioned by Prude having to remind you, I have not, I haven't <laughs> the sim songs. No, but you've said that <laughs> I have more times than I care to count. Um, and yeah. I've had you and TR Hudson, um, tell me time and time again to watch it. I haven't. Um, but like they're haunted by it. And so it leads to this weird ontological inversion where, like, telling people to get their shit together gets called fascist. Um, yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry, but everything that has to do with family, order, basic cleanliness and trust is basically fascism. And we can't have that. And it's just like, for, like, that that's our definition. Like, I, I get it. It's the shit lib thing. But I really yeah. do think that, again, to sort of riff off McLuhan, like, if the medium is the message, then, like, our entire form of culture has been worked us over head to toe to where we only think now in like weird 240 character tidbits, like where the most yeah. inane batshit crazy political takes is what informs people's opinions on things. And so mm -hmm. there is a um, larger than a statistically significant portion of the population that really does think that like having a fence and having a family and telling people what to do and being in charge of something and having responsibilities, fascism. And so everyone's sold on this image from what um, billionaire psychos talking about here. Like, you know, the ordinary person's not going to be that. And the ordinary person doesn't need to be told what to do or to yeah. have a job that they can like live out their days and meaning in existence. And then of course you get into the awkward, um, I think HBD stuff with it too. Right. It's just oh, yeah. like, um, well, well some, you know, we can pour billions of dollars into these schools and, you know, spend like $48,000 per student, but they're not going to do it. Yeah. Um, and then they're, they're not going to succeed. And that always gets uncomfortable because for the egalitarian liberal, well, if we just pour more money into it, we can succeed. But really, no, it only makes the problem worse. And then, of course, you get the woke or more correct in the mainstream. Of course, like they need to be sectioned off in their own corner of society because they're never going to make it. Mm -hmm. um, 
where it's not horseshoe. It's just that the, 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 the woke are more correct in the mainstream is that like, yeah, like, um, I don't care that like they're, they're going to suffer says Lori Lightfoot, but they're going to vote for me every goddamn time. Cause I'm the one that's in charge of the money. And like, that's the way that it works here. She actually said um, that. No, but like it, it's oh. her politics, like, the politics of Chicago. Right. If I yeah. just make sure that all these minority coalitions vote for my ass, it's basically bioluminism's essay. Like we're going to go back to 1950. It's okay to be white and you're no Gibbs and you're on your own. And like, that's, that's the fear of God that they strike into these people. And so this is what happens. More sinecures, tens of thousands of dollars, you know, ethno-narcissism and the IQ gap has never been closed. No, but like, that's where we're at. Right. You know, but you're pointing out like that statement. It's okay to be, you know, that that's like, that's become like this, um, to them, it's like on the left, that's like a symbol. It's like a talisman of like what the politics of the right wing is to them. Um, it's like, I think that's what you meant, right? Pruder, like, um, yeah, to a large yeah. extent. I mean, like, well, like it's like what Van Jones said about the white lash of Trump. Like that was also true. It's kind of um, true. Like it's that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Like this is Kovei Beyadon's famous tweet. The woke are more correct than the mainstream. Yeah. Um, because like they just they they turn themselves into these positions and like when Van Jones on CNN said the 2016 election was a white lash he was a hundred percent right white people overwhelmingly voted for Trump right is that, yeah yeah I mean, I mean there's, there's white divide, liberals but there's there's white liberals but like they're I think the on a pathway of self destruction yeah, I think white, they have white a greater, women voted white, for Trump, white liberals have a greater thirst for annihilation than I think the average nihilist does but like <laughs> um, that's just innately true and so no, if, but, this but, is where we're at. Yeah. No, but that's what I mean. Like, I think again, this this episode's actually more high energy than I was expecting. Um, I let me do a little rant about. Um, well, it, be, it beats listening to Tucker Carlson interview Vivek Ramos, you know, Swami. Oh, so, like, you're you're inter- better off listening to this than the latest Tucker episode. You know, he my, my three part series on Andrew Tate. Now we're gonna go oh. listen to, um oh so swarthy tell me about how like this world's going to be made better with his election like i can't believe they reincarnated ananda kumaraswamy just so uh he could drop hot takes on on, on twitter uh, bajrana buddhism to tucker carlson I, I i just can't believe it you know that we're we're gonna rap to lose yourself and and on the iowa like god <laughs> and like and well, i, I want to ask everyone, you what's the whole thing about iowa everyone's so th- everyone's so thirsty for for the, the like the debates but like Trump's yeah. not even going to be at the debate stage. What the fuck's the point? You know. Wait, like, what? I, Why? I've I've heard he's not going, and so um. And let me just confirm it. Um, Trump this is terrible. Not at first debate. Um, yeah, Trump may not be headed to next week's Republican debate. You know. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, why? Why would you not go? He says he's he still hasn't decided whether or not he will attend the first debate next week. Ah, uh, he always does that. Ago. I he hope he does, does go because like. Sorry, but I mean, he's also ahead in the polls by like 50%. So who cares? He's also trying not to get elected. But hey, you know, it is Vivek did achieve Chim, though. And we will always hate him for that because he will never interview Dacoth Ur. So, so true. Well, Vivek, I mean, you really sunk himself with that rap battle thing. That was. Did he? Did he? I don't think anyone gives a shit about the rap battle thing. I think a lot more of us care about the fact that, like, Build He's the like wall. the voice of the build Silicon the wall is what got people like got Trump elected. Build the wall yeah. and economic issues and yeah. Oh well, you know it's, it's magic dirt and we'll be fine. We just got to bring a million more Indians. In. Like no, the beauty no. of America is that anyone no. can come here and succeed. No, it's like the yeah no. yeah yeah. Fuck out. 
I'll mow <laughs> no, my own sort of, damn lawn. It's I'll sort of like when Nightmare Vision. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. It's like when Nightmare Vision said about like all of those other candidates, they're like quietly waiting for Trump to get indicted. They're like, so one of us can go up, right? One of us can go up, right? And it's like they're just quietly that's waiting. That's Ron DeSantis' whole campaign strategy. is like, because oh. <laughs> he'll be like, he doesn't name Trump. He, he he always goes. I haven't read the indictments or whatever. And it's just oh, like, um, who cares? You know, yeah. Like he he his whole strategy is like, please GOP Z shill money. Like please please like make me president of the United States. <laughs> make me president, please please let me play the heel just for once. Please oh let me. Uh, I just gotta play the heel a little longer. I'm losing to an Indian guy, and I was like the most popular <laughs> governor of Florida. You know, oh, I make I make Jeb run. Bush look like shit. You know, like um, oh, Jeb Bush. No, but the one good thing DeSantis. we we like listen. It's Ron should just admit that he has some form of neurodivergence. Ran on the autism yeah, we, me campaign. Yeah, yeah. Like I've said this on more than one occasion on more than one podcast, not just here but elsewhere. Him going, mm, hungry was the most relatable mm, shit. Hungry. That was the most <laughs> relatable thing he's fucking done on his entire campaign. Mm, hungry as he's about, like as he's getting fed a steak, and now you got guys doing a breakfast thing in Iowa, and some guy on camera's like, "Yeah, bro, I'm just here for the eggs. Fuck Ron DeSantis or whatever." And it's just like, bro, you you burnt all political capital. You could have turned this Florida. guy buried the Bush legacy. This guy buried well, Trump the Bush Trump buried. Trump, Trump buried like well, three Trump, political in dynasties. Florida, in Florida, he buried the Bush. By the way, why is Jeb Bush, why were they in Florida when they claimed to be Texans, but they're from Kelly Bomport, Maine? How did that work out for you? Well, you know, you sent one to, you sent, you sent them one to Texas and you sent one to Florida to be governor. What? And you're like, all right, boys, you're on your own. The Bushes, you're a man when you make your first million dollars and now you're going to run when for you governor. And when you win your first state. <laughs> you know, win your first state and then you're a real man, right? You know? Oh my god, that's brutal! How did that work? Don't out make me like him again because of the hungry like there, Carson Walker, right? But like, well, at least the Kennys had the decency to stay in like New York and Boston or wherever. Like, it's, you, know. you know, at least the at least the, you know nothing bad yeah, ever happens right. to Nola's the Kennedys. Carpet. Where is Nolas here? Carpet bag. <laughs> so true. They're the so ultimate true. carpet baggers. So true. Um, Jeb Bush still eats at the kids' table. That's because his wife is like four foot eight, bro. I needed the kids' table too. <laughs> Please snap. Oh, I feel sorry for Jeb. I think Jeb's a good. He out of all the bushes, he's like the less evil of them. Like it's uh, until I get undeniable proof. Press X to doubt. Um, yeah. Well, he did. He did rob the election for. Their Can we talk about like? Evil. Yeah, he did rob it for his brother. So I mean, come on, that's pretty. That's pretty bad. See, I mean, back that's... when the Republican Party had balls, like George yeah. W. Bush had a whole fucking army of attorneys being like, "Examine those ballots." No, I want a that forensic was like, remember, record. Remember when when Bap he had the clip? I think Western Bastard had the clip where Bap is like, um, you know, they had high IQ autists, you know, high IQ white men that were autists. They go and they they're like Chad nerds and they literally stop the steal. And then it was like, yeah, no, no, that's true. It's entirely true. Uh, you know, and, and, and Jeb did a, a lot of great things in order to make that happen. Jeb made sure, you know, and he said that they said this about the 2000 election. They said this about 2004. You yeah. Know, uh, and there's a whole Jib Jab video to it, you know. Um, like, thanks, whereas you yeah, see thanks the to Ohio and, and brother Jebediah, where we got four more years in Washington. Um, <laughs> like, what a time to be alive. 
I, I do have to respect their power. I do. I do. If you, if my brother were running for president <laughs> and I agreed with him and I Look knew that he was going to do Trump that. Man. Yeah. Some horrible In this house, we buy the Jeb Bush taco bowl, you know? Oh my God. I love this man. I love this. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> He stopped the horrible lip turn. Can you imagine? Did you? I wish Twitter was around for two thousand. I really do. Oh my god! Because you know, there'd be Giga Chad Jeb Bush edits, and like Jeb Bush's entire political career would be different with social media. Oh god! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, like just like give me like oh Jeb Bush stopped the steal, and it's like Jeb Bush with like the Giga Chad posing, and there's a Sonnen Rat in the background is like where this Kate song plays. Jeb yes, would have been the 2016 nominee had Twitter been around in the 2000s. Like, oh my God! The, yeah, he's like, yes, I did steal. We, we have to thank Jeb Bush because Jeb Bush gave us George W. Bush, and yeah. Jeb Jeb walked so George could run, so Trump could curb stomp lip turd. So, like, really, we should be <laughs> Jeb Bush giga chat dialogue. You know, please clap. You know, oh my God! Good, yeah, we we, we live in go. an undeniably blurst timeline. Um. No, but like, isn't that such a Faustian bargain? You have the horrors of the Bush administration, or you would have the horrors of the Gore administration, all reliant upon one. Either way, bro. Either way, we would have invaded Iraq. Imagine if Scalia was still alive. It did not matter. I swear, it did. It did not matter. It did not matter who won the 2000 election. 9/11 was still going to happen. You know, it's funny. We hate we hate George Bush now, but he did kind of own the libs in that one moment. I mean, when he won the election, that was owning the libs. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like that was... Now watch like this the, drive. <laughs> now watch this drive. Like that, that was like such... Like I remember every single Iraq war documentary made by libtards that had that like, let's watch this drive now. Like that was like the, the moment of like political crassness and irreverence of like, red state conservative America's hatred of like whatever, right? Even though, as we know now, George Bush wasn't the representative of red state America. Oh, he never he has still... been. No, I never have. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I mean, they all voted for him in flocks and droves, right? I mean, unfortunately. Well, my, my choice was John Kerry. Yeah. Like, oh, do you remember John Kerry going in to renew his gun license? He had like the CCT footage of him renewing his gun license. That was funny. He's like, I'm a real American. Well, but again, like every, Hmm. every generation will of Americans at this point has experienced a war that is innately theirs. And so you have to understand that for both John Kerry and for George W. Bush, their war was Vietnam. Of course, you know, that was a big debate. Was a big issue because, of course, John Kerry is very famous for throwing his medals and being an anti-war yep. protester after serving. Whereas you know, he was in the and, in the yeah. air reserves, and you know, there's a whole debate over the whole um, what's the word I'm the looking for? The validity of it. Well, there no, there's a whole fake. You know, there's a whole. I think it's what got what's his name off of the news for a while it was because he had said, "Oh, actually, all of George W. Bush's military records are fake." Turns out they oh, aren't fake. Yeah. He did serve. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and so those those things definitely happen. Um, and it's just like, yeah, like here we are, the swift boating incident. That was another yeah, red pilling moment. Boating. But yeah, yeah. like um it, it's a weird it's I it's strange to think about the early 2000s political scene because yeah. it was this weirder, calmer time where Republicans just had to play the game and it sucked. Yeah. Well, Sam, um, like, look at look at George Bush now, right? He was totally redeemed in white and well, washed, yeah, because clean he of was sins. Just, well, because someone because someone 
who won the White House in 2016 was not supposed to win. And um, everyone made it clear that, oh, he shouldn't have won. White flyover Americans, you have no voice. You have no voice and you have no exit. And we've made that abundantly clear by prosecuting people like Doug Mackey. We've seen this by prosecuting boomers like the alternate electors, that article in Human Events or whatever. Oh, um, didn't like an 80-year-old woman get persecuted? 82-year-old woman. Holy. Get, uh, get prosecuted. No, um, okay. All- I'm not okay. I'm not American proof, but so let's backtrack. What is this alternate election electorate thing? Like, what is this? So there are alternate electors for the electoral college that can be called up when things are contested. And right. so they had asked for Michigan to do that. And yeah. so Michigan these- didn't it take like so long for them to count the votes. Well, yeah, so- gee, I wonder why. Because <laughs> everyone knows that the election was stolen. Um, and like I anyways. <clears throat> So they, these people were getting ready to be assigned alternate electors to vote for Trump just in case because uh, yeah. it was called for. And so all those people that are all baby boomers, all being investigated, all being prosecuted, I think indicted. So, I mean. But but um, this is a legitimate thing in America, the alternate ele- when there's called yeah, for it. It's, yeah. yeah. And I mean, like the, the electors also can uh, typically if the state wins the election, like if a certain right. candidate wins the election, those can't those those electors are selected and then they go. Um, although on occasion there are some rogue electors that will do that. If you recall in 2016, after Trump won, you had all those Hollywood shit libs being like, listen, save the Republic, you know? Um, oh, that's right. Don't endorse him. Don't, don't defy vote for him. Defy, yeah. defy, defy it, you know, just do it. Um, but yeah. now, I mean, I mean, you have an exit to be fair, but an exit means leaving the country. Yeah. And, and, but here's the thing is that the average American does not have, I mean, the average American doesn't have 400 fucking dollars for an emergency expense to save their ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if, if, you know, if someone's tire pops and they got to buy another set of tires at like discount tire and it costs them like 360 bucks, that will probably mean they don't eat that week. Yeah. Um, and so like. Oh, exit, those, I'm sorry. Exit, they won't have their treats that week though. Yeah. They won't have their treats that week. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have to use the yeah. respected bipartisan language treats. Yeah. Um, I, so like I mean, this country is fucked. Um, no, but that's what I mean. So they're just <laughs> basically arresting alternate electorates, elector electors that are like that were called legitimate up, yeah. part of the system. Um, but what is the legal? I'm I'm sure they're trying to slap some thin veneer of legal justification. What is I believe, the legal it, was, I believe it was conspiracy, um, or something like that. Oh, because know? of the Trump indictments, they say that anyone yeah. who is and I mean with like even them, in, even the Georgia stuff, which is. Those those charges look pretty floppish in my opinion, but like the well, charge in Jenna the, Ellis, what, they're charging Rudy yeah. Giuliani, um, and it's just like it's Whoa. the charges against Trump are over nine thousand at this point. I mean, it's well, like yeah. I, like like Lou Templar showed in that picture. You know, the sixth guerrillionth uh, indictment yeah. has happened. You know, um, like I said last week, I mean, as, as much as I don't like, and it goes back to the uh, Oliver Anthony song. I mean. There, there is a level like not that it's about class politics, but I do think that, um, you know, I mean, as much as we don't agree with the, there's a certain podcast network that has said, you know, who hates the who hates the white working class even more than anyone else. It's pretty much, you know, the Republican Party the GOP. Yeah. 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 I mean, the fact that but but are not GOP operatives trying to. Oh, of course, they're not. What am I like? Why am I even asking that crude? Why wouldn't GOP operatives swoop in all of their, you know, billions of dollars in legal funding to basically swoop in the best countries, uh, you know, le- right-leaning lawyers, the, the like the, you know, the Scalia 
Clarence Thomas type that, that would require that would require them to have scruples that support yeah. white people. No, but this is such an atrocity though. I mean, I know that they hate Trump, but it's like they're this basically by virtue is making the Republican Party like a semi outlaw party in America. Like is well, that not, not a semi outlaw party, just a, a party where I think yeah actual like party a party where if you don't toe the line you're gone. Like, because, yeah. like, yeah. I'm sorry, like, for all the, like, I think, you know, people talk about, like, oh, gay race, communism, or whatever. Like, no, yeah. I mean, that's the Republican Party as well on its way to becoming that. Yeah. I mean, functionally, the dialogue in the American political spectrum, left or right, is functionally yeah, Marxist. I mean, you talk about things like uh, superstructure and the base and class and privilege and power. Mm -hmm. So, like, it doesn't matter if the Republican Party wants to be like, yeah, we're going to take on those Northmen, North of Richmond. Like, if they even adopted that as their party logo, they're like, well, what does that mean for, like, you know... Oliver Anthony becomes a Republican smoke you know, spokesman, like Joe the Plumber. He becomes well, Joe the Plumber not? again. Like, you know, it's the same thing that they gave fucking a TPUSA. They gave Kyle Rittenhouse a nice little sinecure. And yeah. they're like, all right, here's, yeah. some, here's some speaking bits and some... Go on Fox and, News. And go on Fox... Well, they didn't even go on Fox News. I think they just spoke at TPUSA, and then they, were, they gave him some, like... Um, they gave him some hua and uh, let him <laughs> some uh, bottled blonde, some, yeah. some bottled blonde bimbo. Which I mean, bro deserves a war trophy, I guess, right? You know, she's kind of um, chubby too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Neo Leninists are the real transphobes, right? That oh, Stone Child's comic is coming through right before our eyes. I mean, um, I don't like his GF's look. I, I'm not a fan of that look. I'm not a fan. That bro does not care. He he, he knows yeah, he the back care. of his brain. Hey man, I've shot three people and I've lived and I got off more or less scot free. I'm gonna have money now. I'm gonna have money, and bitch. Yeah. Like I, you know, like if I'm gonna embrace the warlord style, I'm sorry. Like good for him. I yeah, you know, he deserves you've it. You've earned it, and I yeah. salute you. Um, and there's and the thing is too that if she leaves him, there's plenty of other Fox News intern women more to come. So more to come. So yeah, you know, yeah. more, more more for him because every there's an unwritten rule where it's just like, yep, this uh this guy has uh he's killed, and that just turns on a woman's brain, and it's just like, yeah, yep. yeah. But anyways, what? Oh, I was going to rant about the marriage thing because we were saying about wife guys. No, what we mean by like in this article, what we mean by functioning relationships is not the wife guy. The wife guy is just as much a per like a mutation of the particular political and cultural atmosphere that we're living in the wife guy sort of seeds his own identity um in in service of an ideal that is not real like i don't know how do you describe the wife guy prude i mean it's not just like okay like every guy there's always a degree of you know when you're in a relationship there's always going to be a degree of deference you have towards your womans but a wife guy i think can't find his identity beyond like just this bourgeois idea of married life. I think that's what a wife guy is. What do you think by the way? Cause I, I know people would accuse us of being critical because on one end we're saying that you don't have to have, be a wife guy, but another hand we're saying like that you should have conventional traditional marriage. And so how do we get, how do we get around this hypocrisy prude? Uh, oh, how do we get around this hypocrisy? Oh, I didn't know we were being <laughs> hypocrites. Um, I, the, the, 
the as the image earlier of the guy standing before the statue of the woman who's sitting down and he's on his hands and knees or whatever um mm-hmm. to me i feel like a wife guy is just a guy whose sole purpose and ideal is like i'm just gonna get married and my whole life will be just like magically fulfilled like it's just you're you're putting a ring on the idea of putting a woman on a pedestal um that, that's yeah my, that's my objection yeah um you know that 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 would be my definition of a wife guy yeah i, I think you're better than that as a man um is having again is i think it's a, in large part because of the and i think women who want that are kind of like that's why well, i, I just genuinely think because we've desacralized marriage yeah yeah like you know oh yeah anyone remember the new man discourse of the night so yeah. true so true marbly yeah Remember I mean, the idea of getting laid was like the biggest thing that ever mattered in the world, like all the American yeah. Pie movies and shit. Well, apparently some people still think this, um, but apparently, you know, yeah, you know, have sex, bro. And it's just like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know we were still fucking apple pies in 2023. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And like the random Eugene Levy bit and all those movies. Yeah. Like funny. I just. Man, I didn't know that we had fallen so far off the rails in the discourse <laughs> that, like, we have unironically embraced American Pie as the modus operandi for some people. Um, oh God, yeah. You know, um, strange comes and goes, but you know, success, self worth, self improvement lasts for yeah. Ever. Homemade or at McDonald's? I <laughs> homemade or at McDonald's. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was wow talk about a pocket um anyways oh my god um yeah. wife guys are just dudes that have their mommy gf no that's different than a wife guy that's different that's just no a guy. that's a guy yeah. that wants, that's a bojack horseman and you just want a mommy that you can stick your dick into yeah like, that was that's... great that was great yeah you know what's funny i watched the first season of bojack and it's like the most painfully millennial thing i've ever seen oh it well, gets worse it yeah. gets worse actually Can, like narratively we're gonna narratively do a d episode show, on bojack maybe narratively the show improves after the first season but yeah. like oh man is it it's rough um i've got yeah. a, a it, we're gonna my, do a my, d episode on bojack probably probably um yeah. but i've got like a lengthy project in the works for that oh yeah um monitoring bias um, our I don't favorite like monitor- our favorite hopper you know. Yeah, I don't like monitoring bias. I mean, he had this tweet about like, what was the tweet I was dunking on in the chat, Prude, where he, recently about, like, basically like, um, instead of adopting principles, it's like you just go along with this like, empty form of dataism. It's like, I don't know. I think like this type of rationalist or neo rationalist thinking is, uh, but anyways, this is a good tweet. Zero students pass the state math proficiency. Um, well, I mean, I'm kind of math illiterate, so. I have a problem, man. When I see numbers, my brain goes haywire. But um, not a single student can do math at grade level. And, uh, you know, so these delusions are always sponsored by a dishonest coalition. Coalition. Whoa. Who hid behind the optics of saving the children in order to embezzle countless billions of dollars and size power, seize power for themselves. Skeptics were slandered and persecuted. Um, forensic accounts and sporadic uh, whistleblowers were, were crushed, isolated, and silenced. Individualism remains romanticized and misrepresented. Liberty has always been a lovely temptation and practice the glamorized freedom to pursue your own future American dream has meant a total lack of support from an atomized community, stressful competition into a crumbling Darwinian economy and suffocation beneath the immense weight of an imperial Leviathan, which oscillates between malice and neglect. Meritocracy, hashtag meritocracy, hashtag Winthropian, 
was a <laughs> was a beautiful dream champion to mask an ugly reality, which was the emergence of a financial managerial priesthood who parasitically preyed upon vulnerable populations of gullible citizens and purposefully ignored the cost inflicted by maintaining the status quo. Quiet, subtle tyranny. These, there's a huge gulf between the public image of wise experts and elite cast of Confucian scholars and insightful scientists versus the sordid reality of nepotism, conformity, laziness, meritocracy, uh, mediocrity. And of course, you know, the, the midwit, the uh, le, le 90, the 110 IQ um, bureaucrat in, in all of Look these. at my so, degree, bro, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the perceived expertise of academics, uh, academia is undercut by the fraudulence of peer review and the scientific replication crisis in which basic research fails to be repeated outside of the original study. And of course, Elon Musk tweets the Belgian health minister. So oh, oh gosh, we got a twink sword reply. Oh, oh no, it's a whole, oh, it's a whole thread. Twink sword. Um, <laughs> in a meritocratic system, being at the top of society is conflated with being virtuous in a moral and ethical sense. You are smart because you are at the top. You are at the top because you are smart. But why? Actually, who actually believes Chelsea Clinton is the smartest kid in the room? But who, who believes that that's meritocracy? No yeah, one. No nobody. one believes that that's meritocratic. Oh, you know, the boss's daughter got a nice cushy job. No, that's the way it should work. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. Like, if I'm a man that has a successful, like, multi-million dollar business, you bet your bottom dollar that if my son is a genius or a, a, a moron, He's going to get some sinecure job so his ass can get taken care of. Yeah. Like, that's the way that it works. She's nobility. This I do agree with, right? Like, this is fine. Yeah. Because all that he's no. pointing all that he's pointing out is, is that, like, we have aristocrats in this country. Okay, you know. No, here's the obligatory wrestling reference in, in the stream, okay? Now, Broken Stephanie and McMahon... <laughs> yeah. Um... Stephanie McMahon is a smart woman, okay? She's educated. She is very smart. But in terms of the head of WWE creative, I mean, wouldn't you put like a grizzled old veteran of being a booker like Dutch Mantel or Kevin Sullivan or someone who like, you know, actually knows about what it's like to book wrestling? Why? why we know why Stephanie McMahon's the head of WWE creative. I mean, even her husband, H, when he was the head of creative for, ne for NXT, I mean, say what you want about Triple H. And yes, he was pretty much like he was pretty evil during the reign of terror when he was like the champion for like, you know, two, three years, but he kind of knows how to book wrestling. Okay. I mean, he's not the best. He always like, you know, it's kind of like a Mick, Mick Carter that through virtue of marrying Stephanie works with the best. Right. But triple H, he kind of did know how to book wrestling. His wife, not so much. But because Sorry, McMahon... I'm laughing at Sped Kaczynski's comment oh. in chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh boy. Um, chat's just as riled up as we are today. See, this is what I like about this show in particular, is that chat is much of a main character as yes. you and I are. Yeah, exactly. uh, they, they, they are a, a perfect perfect role yeah um you, you fulfill it perfectly and we thank you for it thank you i i try not to read flat maybe it's because i read too fast that's probably why it comes off as flat but um anyways i try um chelsea clinton is, is just nobility except she's nobility inside a society that no longer values what the old aristocrats valued doing the there duty. there is there is no noblesse oblige at all exactly like okay so there's this old uh, I'm gonna look it up before I um, uh, rough, 
Uh, oh, do you want me to read the rest of the? I mean, you 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 can. So there, but what once yeah, there go is ahead, a pre- go ahead, pre- movie series. It came out in in 1997. It's a television movie called The Rough Riders. I think it's like a two parter. Had Gary Busey, Brian Keith, Brad Johnson, Sam Elliott, and Tom um, Berenger as uh, Theodore Roosevelt. But like at the beginning, there's a Tom whole bunch Berenger of Tom Berenger was Roosevelt. Yeah, he played Teddy Roosevelt. Anyways, in, in the opening bits of like the first part of this TV movie, you have all the young guys that are going to be the officers. And they had said, it is the responsibility of the patrician class of society to lead and to serve for the nation and to lead the plebeians out there into combat when war arises. And you will never hear nope. anyone talk like that in this day and age. There's no one that has a sense of noblesse oblige. I mean, maybe Trump. Maybe yeah. Trump, yeah, you know, and he gets it because he speaks for these people, whether he believes and your hokey backwoods Bible church, whatever, he don't have to give a shit about that, but he speaks for you. And there's a little bit of no blessed yeah. leash about that, which I have to respect because no politician in America fucking does that. And that's why they hate him so much. It's like, but, I don't, yeah, it's a big part of it. But to hear those words, he's a literal draft dodger based. Um, I wouldn't want to fight in <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they try to nail they try to nail ted nugent with that eh i guess like, no but like no no bless oh, oblige means turning one of your kids in a dot no i don't know if that's no bless oblige it's more of a it's just a virtue signal like it's a virtue signal for a white liberal who knows that there is no there is no end game for being a white liberal like yeah name me the progressive role model for a straight white male progressive there isn't one because a Vouch. straight white male progressive offs themselves Vouch is a notable example, but his last yeah. name makes me question some things. Um, oh, well, Matt Christman, he's there. You go. Yeah, right. So, sure, you're, you're Matt. You're Matt Christmans of the world. But like, um, listen, guys, I am the Matt Christman of the of the E right. Okay, so that's I know. I know. Are you are you going to start telling us how we should like find meaning when Bernie doesn't get elected? You know, again, when Trump doesn't get elected. <laughs> when the Trump doesn't vile get- maxim. When Pete, well, Palaver doesn't get elected. The vile maxim. Okay. The vile maxim. <laughs> right? But, like, again, so the, the point yeah. is, is that you have these moral models that will tell you, be an ally or you can be a player. I mean, I think Hassan. Oh, Hassan, but he, but Pude said white. That's so oh, yeah, but I, I mean white. Like, you know, is there well, one? I mean, Turkey. Like, no, never mind. I'm not going to go No, don't. Uh, God, no. Roaches. Um. Yeah, well, Kurt Cobain is. And okay, and how did? No, that's a great example. That's a great example. How did? How did? How does Kurt Cobain's story end? Kurt Cobain would be a turbo lib if he. It, he'd be lib a turbo shit alive. lib. Yeah, he'd, he'd be, be worse he'd be than hosting. Tom Morello. He would be doing the exact same thing Rage Against the Machine is doing. And Nirvana get yeah. together toward 2021. Make sure you're jabbed. If not, get the fuck out. Like that's how it would be. He would. He would. He would apologize publicly for saying. If you're song. a Trump voter, get the fuck out of my concert right now. If you ever voted, and he, for Trump, and he would yeah. apologize profusely for ever writing the song "Rape Me." You know, yeah. like he would be like, "In the age of Me Too, I will. I you know, here's my album. No, no, I'm but that song it. was." No, but that song was to a protest against. Um, yeah, but it'd be it'd be canceled. But it'd be canceled, and he it would, would be he canceled would, for the. Yeah, he yeah. would he would he would he would he would do it. And so what I'm saying is, is that yeah, it was. No, and but so, he went. He he headlined Rock for Choice like three years. Yeah, right. And so yeah. he would. And yeah. how does his story end? Well, <laughs> how does the story? Courtney end? Love hired. El Duce sure. from the mentor. Sure. No, sure. I'm kidding. Sure, sure. So, but he, so he eats a shotgun. <laughs> That's what he does. Have um, you watched Kurt and Courtney Prude? 
No, I haven't. But it doesn't like matter. Broomfield? The guy, the guy swallows the shotgun shell, and that's your, <laughs> that's, your that's, that's your model. That's your model. And so the thing in our society is, is that for like a white progressive, like your your virtue signaling is to trans the kid. It is to be neurodivergent. It is because in this game of a racial spoil system, you've got to. <laughs> Oh, come on, you know Anselmo would win. Come on. Uh, I said happily. this in, I said this with our episode, remember? I said there's a spectrum between like um like like 90s, like who would be more of like a badass or like who would be like, you know, who could win the fight. You have like Kirk Cobain in one extreme, then you have Phil Anselmo in the other extreme. Like Phil Anselmo would win that fight hands but down. But like that, that that's that's what I'm getting at though, is because yeah. there isn't a there isn't a role model, they have to do these things. The, the, if there was like progressive no bless no please, right? They'd be like giving up like the smart white libs that could run shit. They'd be putting yeah. in places. Um, probably not the first, probably not. Um, but like <laughs> Yeah, Dave Mustaine had a great yeah, Dave Mustaine. It, it I remember Dave Mustaine. I remember Dave Mustaine, I'll never forget. Um, Dave Mustaine, he had an interview where he said, you know, he goes, They censored my video, train of consequences when it was about overcoming one's problems and failures in life. And he goes, they're censoring me. Meanwhile, they gave Kurt Cobain man of the year, 1995 when Kirk, and, and this is what Dave Mustaine, I can't say it for YouTube. He said, Kurt Cobain's last indelible message was if you have problems in life, go and sunset yourself. He didn't say sunset, but yeah, 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 yeah. That was, that was one of the most base things besides the Alex Jones interview. That was one of the most base things that Dave Mustaine ever said. But it reminds me of one thing that our good friend, bad boy, Billy Pratt said, uh, he, he wrote this article a few years ago. He said that if you grow up as a Gen Xer, all of your heroes are sort of gone in pop culture. Either they went the Cobain route or from some other reason they were cleared off the stage. I believe he wrote this around when Chris Cornell um, from Soundgarden took his own life. Um, I, you know, I wonder it's like, yeah, Gen Xers do have that sort of like loss of role models, but do millennials have role models though? Do millennials have that? How many of them are fictional? Yeah. That, that yeah. would be my core question. How many millennial? Because yeah. I mean, it's it's the two worlds bit, you know? Like I think Last Things talks about this really well about like the secondary world. Like, you know, you have a generation of people that like grew up on Harry Potter and then like they still adhere to it. They just say like, yeah, how to enjoy yeah, yeah we had heroes like real people yeah you know they they have bojack horseman you know like shit made for them by them that tells them that like actually to suffer is to be okay and you can embrace yeah. the suck and you have to constantly ask yourself that's the fun thing about bojack horseman is that the man who is so narcissistic crazy the attention of the stage will be self-destructive he has to constantly reaffirm to himself am i a good person am i a good yeah. person am i a good person because that's the thing that eats at almost all of these people um that you was know. so painfully millennial Bojack. Like he, <laughs> like the inability to say I'm lonely. So therefore you have to undermine everyone's life around you. So they would like need you. That was brilliant. That's like totally millennial. Like that's yeah. Who's his roommate? Um, What's his name? Todd. Todd. Yeah. Todd. He's kind of like a loser, schlubby loser. Um, But he like destroys his uh, rock opera opportunity. Um. Yeah, like that. I mean, we're just reviewing the self-referential singularity is the gripping hand of Gehenna. That is great, and Whoa! you need to tweet that or something. That's too good to just stay in this fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, that can't. Self-referential yeah. singularity is the gripping hand of Gehenna. God, that's so good, man. Um, well, well, let's break down that statement. The self-referential singularity, like, 
where millennials sort of become terminally ironic and always have like an in-group language that can never break any barrier outside of itself or um it is the fact that all things have to go back to me all things that i do it doesn't matter if i do and again you know oh, I see. I, here's a really good example of this is is that um i've gone to a few more non-profit sort of like conferences and like development um conferences and training seminars i'd like to admit and the thing that they, they talk about millennials all the time they still talk about millennials despite the fact millennials are like turning 40 and shit yeah it's zoomers um, now it's zoomers now but like they still use the word millennial they don't really talk about zoomers which is interesting and um for them they sell it as you want you want people to be philanthropic you want people to like do good in the world you yeah. have to sell it as an experience that they can feel good about themselves it, oh it, you god know, the idea, marketing speak but but it is marketing speak but the yeah. thing about this marketing speak is is that this language that they're using where, where is, is the a book ref, is a reflect yeah right something like that basically yeah. um yeah, psychopol i'm holding up psychopolitics for the audio version yeah. it, it, it's stuff <laughs> like it's called being a heckin decent human being says formerly oh. kino but that's what it is and so they have to tell these like you know gen x and boomer non-profit org guys that people my age and older, and by also extension, people our age and younger, is that, oh, we've got to sell charity, philanthrop you know, philanthropic endeavors in the most yeah. anti-Christian sense of the way to make it as self-referential as possible. It's all about me. Let me take a picture about all this good shit that I did. Let me take a picture about me working at a food bank. Let me humble brag about how, where I spend my weekends. Hashtag, you know, project development goals or whatever. Well, Those that are the that things... is an inversion of Christianity. I think it, that's well, it why... is because yeah. it's, it's the opposite of selfless. It is selfish. And so the self-referential singularity is this world where we live in that all things reference back unto ourselves. We have abandoned the heliocentric idea of the world um, revolving around the sun. We have now adopted a center of before all things me, an anti-centric, A-N-T-E, before all else is me. And so because that is, we've reached this sort of like millennial apotheosis where I can become a god, all things center unto me, and it is that delusion that is the gripping hand of Gehenna that pulls you down to hell. Yeah, that's what it is. Wow. Um, and and to me, that's and I, I that's this the is world a, this I is a two-hour episode of Kino right here. My God, this, this is it's, the world that I this is the world that I live in. Though this is the, in the yeah. nonprofit sector, that's what it is. Is that there is this um, self-referential worldview where in all else orbits around me. It doesn't matter if you don't have an internal monologue in your head. According to everyone else, you are the main character. Yeah. There's a whole Will Wood song about this. Like, I'm the main character. It doesn't matter that I'm a shitty human being. It's me, you know? Yeah. And so I think that what becomes even more dangerous is that while millennials have this concept that, like, I am the role model. I will be the good person. I will overcome. I will be the yeah. Regina Spectre saying, I am the hero of this story. For a lot of other people, I think that, you know, for the generation that comes after, your generation, like that generation's heroes to me probably only exist in the digital ephemera. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what Zoomer hero exists in the real world. And I think this sort of talks about the, um, uh, again, to go back to McLuhan, right? Like, because the medium is the message, our medium for what is a hero these days potentially is maybe an online deal. Like yeah. if we're no longer a, a, a print, a movable type printer, we're no longer the typographic man. We're the infographic man. We're the, yes. the memo, we're the memetic man. 
where all ideas and all great complexities and nuances of human thought have to be reduced to 280 characters or a tweet thread or a meme. And so when that happens, um, you're, you're finding yourself in a world where um, for a lot of people, their heroes are online. But I don't yeah. think that that's, the, that's not everybody because I know good Zoomers out there. I mean, like, fuck, Turnip's a Zoomer. And Turnip has single-handedly stirred a shitstorm where the progressive cancer and the LCMS has been exposed. You know, there is a, there is sort of this, um, I don't, I, I guess that might be the case, right? You know? Well, Turnip could be a role model. And maybe Turnip can be a role model, yeah. right? Like he, I think he sets an example of being a, a, a man that has his act together, can defend his beliefs and doesn't give anybody shit. And I mean, that's a good example. But I think for a lot of us, right, why this is why the National Review fails to understand why their weak tea moral therapeutic deism has failed in the modern age is because why are people talking about lifting and thus spake Zarathustra or the idea of abandoning the shitty paradigm and doing something else is because they have not provided a mechanism that says I should follow you. Right. There is no reason why I would listen to the dispatch or the people who are standing athwart history yelling stop. You've been yelling stop for 20 years, if not longer. And no, all that I've heard, years. What are you yeah, talking about? 50, 50 years, years, right? And <laughs> all and all that I'm hearing is that word stop getting further and further away as you fall down the cliff. But that's yeah. it. I got no reason to listen to you. So why you're all like stop, stop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm waiting for the splat. It's like it's yeah. I'm fucking tired of it. And so like it it's the problem I think is is that for so many of them, there is and this is why Peterson was so popular for millennials, and he's why the concept of meaning is still present in 2023. Yeah. Everyone is still desperate to mean something, to belong to something, to have answers. And I wrote about this like two years ago. You go on Twitter right now and you look up political compass test, and you will find young people, millennials, zoomers especially going all four quadrants over and over and over again through the course of a couple of years. They literally bam. do the Kabbalah chain of like first year. Yeah, they do. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why the, that's why the little S symbol is like capitalistic. But anyways, like um, it, it just, to me, I think that people are, are priming themselves and are desperate for an out an escape. Yeah. And yeah. no, and I think people know like, well, the millennial out is Kurt Cobain and being a good shot. Whereas the other out might be different and it might be rough and it might be different in the traditional order of America, but like that America died anyway. So maybe why don't we try something different? And that's why I think you've seen, especially since COVID younger people and even older people have kind of been snapped out for the first time in their lives because wow, the, 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 the John Rawlsey and John Stuart Mill concept of safetyism has been shook, shaken to my core because people mm -hmm. told me I could die. Now all of a sudden things got really bad. And now they're looking at religion, they're looking at lifting, they're looking at all these weird niche political stuff. Like, people are fundamentally busted, and they're desperate to find a way to navigate it. And if that means yeah. some strange guy is going to tell you, here's the answer, so be it. And if that means that we're going to kind of encounter this weird, like, 60s, 70s era new spiritualism with gurus and swamis and whatever, I guess that's going to be the case. Very second religiousness type of... Very yeah. second religiousness, as Spangler would say. I just, I think that we're... You know, I, I, I'm not going to, I don't shit on them. I, I just think that there is. See, you come around to my point in the beginning about not automatically dumping on people. Well, I don't want to dump on them because they're the future. No, exactly. Yeah. I believe in posterity. I believe in, um, you know, I, I, I believe in the idea that we can be something more than what 
were told by the general zeitgeist because the general zeitgeist sucks right no i don't want to watch a piece of shit television show that tells me the fake history of flaming hot cheetos no i don't want to worship the like the race worship movie about air jordans why would I want to be invested in this? But those shows are made because so many new people come into this country that have no concept of what the American identity is, that we're going to make movies that indoctrinate you on pop culture products that you consume. So you being an American can appreciate this new glorious economic zone where nothing matters except shitting on white people. And that we can live in a world where you too can understand what consumer identity you belong in as long as you're on mm -hmm. team LGBT. That's what it is. And so I just, I don't... It's called being a heckin' good yeah, person. Yeah, it's called being a heckin' wholesome person. No, like, but I... I, I, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll end it here just saying that, like, I, I, I pray and I hope that the Zoomers can find a way out of this because the, the weak T options of moral therapeutic deism don't work. Yeah. And I hope that online and offline Zoomers can sometimes find a way out of it. I, I am a little worried about the online people because I know that my brain has radically changed in just the way I formulate thoughts. You know, I'll yeah. listen to people say things out loud, and in the back of my brain, there's someone saying, like, you should tweet that. That's really good. Again, like, again. That's kind of fucked again, up. Again. Um, yeah, again, again. Psychopolitics. Again, again. yes. Yeah, performance again, being, you know, yes. the, 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 the medium is the massage, right? And that's yeah. where we're at. Um, but I want how am I going to top that rant? That was an amazing rant. Um, uh, is this a re-up? I don't know. It's not, it's not a re-upload. We're live. No, we're live. We're doing it live. Um. No, but like, let me address a point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but you were saying about, um, oh, like, okay, you mentioned the Bojack Horseman character of like, I'm being, am I being a good person? That is like the ultimate millennial anxiety. It's because we've been stripped of these systems of a moral, religious, or spiritual framework. And therefore, this sort of baseless humanism of a relation to others is the only thing that matters. Now, for example, um, millennials, like, they went through the new atheism movement, millennials went through 2008. They, they went through a fundamental stripping of what they think the previous life is. And I think that the sort of sense of like, am I being a good person? That sense of what a good person is, is ultimately untethered, floating within the social aether. And therefore you have this sort of like chapel ironist. I don't believe in anything. Oh, but by the way, do you believe in trans rights? Yes. Um, so here, uh, by the way, Wired, can you do me a favor? Drop your at from Twitter. Because, by the way, Wired is one of my most valued mutuals. He's a good friend. He says, uh, the Zoomer role model is an online persona that they adopt. Zoomer culture regarding identity is a snake eating its own tail. It's the Ouroboros. That is sort of like a, a scary fact of life in the digital age. Now, people have mentioned PewDiePie in the chat. Unironically, PewDiePie is probably the best role model for Zoomers there ever could be, in my opinion. And look, the man in, has a, got his yeah. money and just had a son. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's so simple. It's not simple because of the virtue of those um, those serendipitous and lucky moments that led to PewDiePie becoming such a huge personality. But I mean, the guy that probably is more base than he lets on, probably has more values than he lets on, does a lot of work for charity, has a son, and uh, has a beautiful wife. I, I truly think that there's no better zoomer role model than pewdiepie unironically that's i mean there i mean who knows right but i think pewdiepie he's a force for good and, and yes he has a mediterranean wife so he must be doing something right um it's just that like you were saying like uh you know i mean is she yeah, italian yes she's Italian. okay okay yeah no but like you were saying prude like that prude was uh, that rant was 10 out of 10 prude um but but i do think that the sort of concern of the millennial 
um, like I'm a good, am I being a good person right now? And in the fact that you have an inability to like, like the whole thing with Bojack was that he says he's a good person, but he never actualizes it. And when he does actualize it, it's always for an ulterior motive of this ideal of being a good person. That is like the, the anxiety of the millennial is Park Salons. Now, do Zoomers still have this? Maybe. Maybe Zoomers are a bit more millennial than le- they like to let on. But ultimately, I think that because of the uniqueness of the time that we were growing up in, the millennial does have those series of anxieties that can never be fully rectified outside of a radical upending of the order by which they live their lives and the w- by which we all live our lives. And so it's... Um, yeah, it's it's just I don't know what to say. I'm blown away. Sam Hyde uh, had complained to uh, Elon Musk saying that Elon goes, he's a very promising candidate in reference to Vivek Ramaswamy and mm-hmm. Martin or Sam Hyde re- quote tweets and says he's Indian. Um, and that's it. And oh. <laughs> couldn't help but chuckle at that. But no, I, I, I think that there's just that I don't know. And I, I think also because um What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I think the big, I think also a big difference is, is that we talk about generation gaps. I think that there's a lot of, I think a lot of Zoomers and millennials just don't communicate with one another. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, here's a good tweet. I mean, sorry, good take. Yeah. Like, so why would one generation look for another for guidance? Cause we always do. You know, yeah. look at, no, but like, the idea that it, generations it, is being atomized. Yeah, but, and, I mean, they are atomized and deracinated. Like, I have nothing in common with Gen Xers. Like, I, I had the pleasure, like, at the last um, U.S. Sildings conference, like, I had a pleasure to talk with, um, you know, Radlib and his wife. It's a wonderful woman. Um, and kind of like the 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 based world goal of like homeschools, like eight kids works on a farm, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. your based world, you know, um, end point, end game. But you know, she was talking about meeting you know helping young men meet women and it was like talking it was like talking to a a a franco-prussian war veteran and you just got back from like the trenches at the somme and then they're they're talking about like their war and you're talking about your war and they're not the same at all and it was like telling someone that 9-11 just happened like she woke up from a coma and like 9-11 had happened already and you're like i hate to tell you this but like your job at the world trade center doesn't exist anymore like you know they, uh, oh, the, I got down. I got downsized. Uh, yeah, uh, the building oh, got downsized. The, ba- yeah. the building did. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, like I can't give you the full answer as to why or how, but it did. Um, and so, like, I, I think that there is. Uh, the, here is a great point by by Wired. Mainly, Zoomer anxiety is a product of their identity being this constant Hercul- uh, Heracleidian flux. Yes, yeah, I mean, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Millennials are sort of similar, but millennials have this anxiety over a loss of a world a previous world order that then gets constituted by saying that am i a good heck and wholesome person so it, it's it's different am i a good ways. wholesome person because i have this visage of like oh i'm really fucked up my childhood innocence was taken from me like the world was yeah. on a plate and it was gone and from and for the generation after us like i'm oh, sorry bro you inherited a world that like we witnessed its destruction but you live in the ashes. Yeah. You're like the first children the ashes the born after the nuclear war and threads. Like, you know, yeah. um, uh, some you are like the child in the, the road, things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, wait, the, the zoomer the is like the child in the road. Yeah. Yeah. The zoomer, yeah but even then, work. right. Like, um, do zoomers know? know about surge cola? 
Do Zoomers know about Xbox Live lobbies? The like the well, it was the like road. it was like that. It was like that video that got posted, and it was like people don't know how in, like different the world was before 2016, and I would argue yeah. before 2012 or whatever. Because yeah, it, it had the Justin Bieber video where he's like, "Why are black people afraid of chainsaws?" And like that joke is funny, but like you sell that joke today, <laughs> right? Like, is that a heckin' Lamb of God reference? You know? Yeah, I I'm, said the semi, of the way. I'm the semi yeah. truck going 80 miles an hour. Have you, this is, I've only seen this on my timeline once or twice, but it's like this like weird comic of like my, my perfect ship or whatever. And oh, it's yeah. like me, a semi truck going 80 miles an hour. And it's like my fleshy deer body. that's about to get turned into a red fine mist. And it's just like, <laughs> that's the weirdest way I've ever seen like suicidal ideation get shipped. It's oh. like, I want to be the deer that gets hit by a truck at 80 miles an hour. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, that's brutal. Uh, that's terrible. It's funny though, in a lot of ways. Um, um no, but, but yeah, that's an why idea. would but Eternal Oki, but yeah, why would they? They just like grew up during COVID. They grew up during Me Too, and they grew up when like any semblance of normal relationships was being carved out and destroyed. Like tr like anyone who hasn't played the like if you don't already have an in with say like Twitter or a church network and you're actively trying, you have to try. That's the important yeah, part. If not you get turned into these like guys who are like, well, I don't want to make the first move because I look like a rapist or a creep. And I'm like, they have every legitimate reason to think that because like yeah. they're they've been programmed to think that. And it's yeah. and so why why do they create their own woman? Why do they why do they seek an escape? Why do they become the their own woman? <laughs> why yeah, or or like the or like the the incel trans thing. Like why are why are you know if I can't have the girlfriend, I'll become the girlfriend. Yeah, Mary Harrington had a great um, article, but yeah. These guys have a really intense report. It's intoxicating. Oh boy, well, we've been doing this for over a year, so I'd hope so. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Matt Bell. Thanks. I mean, see those super chats for more of this kino content, please. I mean, we've been going for this has been so high energy. And please, wire, drop your twitter app because wired is, is a great twitter poster and um anyways uh we're never going to get through this article can we get a month-long white pill special to make up the solid year of black it's been it has not been a year of black pills yeah kind of listen buddy we did like how many episodes of literally me content yeah no, but but in those are kind of a black pill because we can never be like ryan gossin character that is true he, yeah that is true so true but I mean, like, uh, I was thinking next week we could cover the Garrow's interview in Tablet. Yeah, I don't see no, why Obama. not. Because that article, unironically, it's, it, it makes my case for a chapter I'm writing my book about how Trump and Obama are two rival regimes of uh, postmodernism and catch. So um, One yeah, is that's... flamboyant nostalgia. The other one is Foucauldian homosexuality. Yeah, yeah, and and like sterile we, managerialism. You know, yeah. like there's a reason why Pete Buttigieg was trying to be Obama because we've already had a gay president. <laughs> no, but I I think like the well we'll save it for next week. Um, the takeaway I, I feel like it's a prudentialist digital archipelago episode that that would be more suited for. No, um, that we have to talk. You have to make me talk about Barack Obama on my channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy, that's so true. Yeah, so it's like I get no, it's funny. I remember someone said, like, or we were talking once, and it was like, uh, Geo has like a you know, you get all like the movie reviews and the stuff like that, and Prude gets like hard nosed politics. It's like once in a while, we got to change that dynamic. So maybe I don't know because people were talking about Obama, but maybe I think maybe just to balance it out, how about 
Next week you do Nathan Barley, and then my channel we do the Obummer, the Obongo. Uh, Obummer, Obummer. <laughs> One uh, big ass mistake, America. <laughs> my favorite. I gotta, I gotta bring that mug on the air one of these days when we're we're doing the show. My, my favorite <laughs> mug, mug is my George W. Bush mug that goes, "Hey, it's me yet," and I'm like, "Yes, I do." I'm yeah, ironically. Yeah. Give me back, give me, give me that Wolfowitz doc. Give me, I'm, give me I'm, early two thousands George Bush. will <laughs> save the GOP. We, we can hear you. I can hear you. The whole world can hear you. And the guys that knock these towers down, they're gonna hear you. Woo! Uh, you know, um, just tell me a guy named twenty twenty three old Bush. Give us two thousand Bush. You're telling me with a, a guy named Barack Hussein Obama is the president of the United States? Fuck me. Um, <laughs> Uh, oh, but the thing is, like, Sped he Kaczynski. really... I love this. I love this. My fellow Americans. Were... <laughs> my fellow Americans. My, my wife has a penis. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I, I, I love Big Mo. You know, I just... I love Michael. Michael Robinson. <laughs> Can we say Michael Robinson? Yeah, we probably uh, can say uh, Michael yeah, Robinson you know. on YouTube. Oh. Yeah. Michael Robinson has been a, a good friend of mine a long time. Oh, what I said God. in those letters is 100% true. I make love to a man every day, not just in my imagination, you know. <laughs> no, but like be the change I, <laughs> that you believe in. Even if it's be, my, I'm Barack my Obama wife, and I, my wife was a change that she, that he she believed in. So, <laughs> <That's true>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't this whole is this like a Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I was stabbing. You were like Nick Mullen for a minute there. That's pretty much. Um... See, there's, there's a tweet. There's, there's a tweet by. I'm dying now. There's a tweet by Randy. There's a tweet by Randy, our, our friend Garfield, um, or yeah. Tom Lasagna on Twitter. But he's just like, I missed. He's like, I've I left a million dollars laying on the floor by not starting a a center left edgy podcast. Um, yeah, and I feel like that's true. Like if I ever wanted to sell out, I would just do a come town bit and like, that no, we could have help. a third chair and digital development could kind of be like come town. Like, you know, be... like that, you know, it could be right wing come town, I guess. Yeah. Um, Who could be our third chair? Uh, chat. <laughs> chat. The chat. The no, but the, the chat's chat, the third it... chair. Yeah. CB88. <laughs> have sex with a change you can believe in. Um, <laughs> no, but does the chat have Adam Friedman in it? Friedland, Friedman energy. I think so. I think yeah. so. Cody yeah. does. Cody actually does pretty good impressions, actually. Yeah. Uh, Cody Obama Brown, yeah. inaugurated the age of the androgynous politic. Not just. That's a great one by Nolis right there. That's a great point. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, Howling Mutant would be has Adam Friedland energy, but like <laughs> that shit would get demonetized so fast. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine gonna, how? Gotta do the gay porn looking like. Oh, this shit's crazy. You know. Um, <laughs> His tweet, his yeah, like I mean, that 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 uh, oh my god. Um, uh, but I I think I think there's a lot of truth in that though. That there was Obama did inaugurate a sort of political androgyny to it. Yeah. Um, no, because he was the first postmodern president in the sense of like he was yeah, a oh, yeah. stateless nomad that, that nobody knows anything about. Like even yeah. when Charlie Rose was on television, like we really don't know anything about Barack Obama. Yeah, we really don't. I, I think a biographer like David Garros. We're only finding up. out about Obama. How many years since he's left the White House? Yeah, like, yeah. Shit. 
he really is the like you have to pass the bill to read it president like he like that really like that just sums it up like you have to elect him twice to to realize the damage that he's done because <laughs> you gotta you gotta that, elect him to find out what's been in him you know yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that's no but like i think because david garrow is in a particular position because he is a lib and is david garrow's i'm not gonna ask that question but let's just say that he can do it um when he said that Obama in his book, Obama is the first black president because he chose to be black. Like, like who, nobody that goes on Fox news could ever say that because they would get like, so, but it's the truth though, in the sense that Obama, I mean, like made, David, David Garrow though, is like the ultimate white yeah. liberal wasp. Which yeah. Makes him ironically the best person to do these kind of, yeah uh and i mean he's already done a big job being with like a part of the martin luther king stuff and yeah he wrote uh, the definitive know, book he on wrote Carolina. the biography on him and, the, and yeah. the the counter you know intel pro stuff so i mean like he's the perfect guy to interview a gay yeah. black man um <laughs> no but i mean like the fact that obama like to me was the kayfabing of his radical politics but also the fact that obama made a conscious choice to when to he was black. like yeah, when he was going into yeah, um, that he had that he had that light skin ordeal of civility. Um, yeah, yeah, no, but like, what what was it? He was on the bus going to was it Harvard? What was Obama's alma mater? Um, I think Harvard. Yeah, Harvard. Yeah, Harvard Review. Like he didn't Ooh. marry the Hoppe, um, the Michelin. The, the, <laughs> the, he didn't. He, he didn't marry. He didn't marry. He the didn't Jewish, marry the yeah. Hoppe professor. He was like pro Louis Farrakhan. He was just yeah. like nation of Islam, rise up, you know, Hotep yeah. gang, represent. And she was like, but what about you know? The, um, what about? I can't, I can't do. People? I can't do the. I can't make that. No, you know. What about the? You know, just folks trying to organize. You know, and I gotta yeah. work out for me. You know, um, <laughs> one hundred cracker. You know, but like, I, don't you find it funny? This is speaking, <laughs> of, <laughs> speaking of black. Speaking of black gay presidents, don't you find it funny? That the, his predecessor George W. Bush, responsible for, <laughs> re, responsible for PEPFAR, right? Like the President's Initiative to End AIDS in Africa or whatever. Oh, so God, like yeah. the biggest, biggest humanitarian project of ending HIV/AIDS in in Africa, and then like a gay black guy is the next president. Like, yeah, you can't pay for that satire in the world. Like God is laughing at us. You right can't. Now. God's yeah. got a sense of humor. Oh, you yeah. catamites, you nation of devil worshippers and sodomites. <laughs> Oh, that's you, like you, Pat Robertson after 9 11. <laughs> or, or, or like Jerry Falwell, you know, if God doesn't do something to America, yo, shot him in the war and apology. Oh my God. You mean to tell me that the evangelical religious right, they were kind of right about a few things back in the day? You're telling me Hurricane Katrina was caused because we were like supporting gay marriage? Ah, oh, you know. <laughs> That's how you know he's black. He turned down Hannah for Michael. Yeah, there you go. Oh, oh, that's brutal. No, but that's what I mean because he couldn't have like this is why I can't get hired anyway. (laughs) (laughs) People are like, you could you could do this stuff at Orin. No, I can't. Oh, it's like five hundred hours of this shit that I. Yeah, won't get me hired. Um. Now all of a sudden it's okay to have AIDS. I don't know. Cali. We could probably Th- have the Thank Senator Weiner. Thank you, Senator Weiner, for decriminalizing the idea of unknowingly passing HIV/AIDS into others, and it's not a felony yeah. anymore. And now they get upset because we want to change the FDA rules to make sure that gays can't give blood. Like, oh man. Whoa. 
Yeah. So, like this country gets what it deserves. <laughs> this country gets what like, I mean, we get oh. a government we deserve, but Joseph DeMaestro didn't take it a step far. We get what we deserve because we get what we fucking deserve. <laughs> yeah, we get, we really get it, don't we? Get it we a lot get what hard. We fucking deserve. Yeah. No, but that's what I mean. Like, uh, ah, we could probably get uh, maybe like blaze tier jobs, Sprout. I mean, we shouldn't be too hard on ourselves. I mean, if Charlie Kirk can say base things nowadays, I didn't get one, so I don't think so. Oh well, <laughs> maybe. Uh, um. Like Charlie Kirk, did you see those tweets? That I did. I saw him basically just say, but like, um, we're never going to get through this article. We're, we're not. I'm sorry, billionaire. We love you, but like, it's a we great article. You. Go read the whole thing. We will put it in the description this time. Um, yeah. So you can read it all. But like, um, oh, I forgot Joker, to do that. Joker De Maestro is the next great account name. Oh, Cody, that's so true. Joker De Maestro. Joker De Maestro. Joseph De Maestro Groiper. Like, there are so many great opportunities. Ah, uh, that's kind of, I don't know. That's like a 2019. Okay, fine. Well, Joker De Yeah, yeah. Joker. Yeah, Joker, Joker De Groiper De Maestro. Like, you take the, the Joker makeup and you put it on the, the portrait of Joseph De Maestro. Um, so. Yeah, you're right. I should protest PewDiePie mirroring an Italian, but that's, I mean, how, how else can I say? You got cucked by a Nord. Yeah, I know that's it's pretty bad, but what are you gonna do? I mean, uh, some. What do you do? You know, what are you gonna do? I don't make him fucking hundred million dollars on. Um, yeah, uh, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, you missed but, Donald Trump getting used to him a lot. That was that was quite funny. The you, funniest you missed quite you missed quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, it is every funny time though how Charlie Kirk like how the Graper Wars did break Charlie Kirk's brain. He's like, well, I have to be more base now. But his uh. Are you telling me Pat Casey won? Are you telling me? Are you telling? Are you telling me griping and bullying works? Charlie, it's now Charlie Kirk. So true. Um, oh my god! My Irish ass trying to burn the pasta. <laughs> oh, it's so good. That's so oh. good. You know, he's he's burning the potato. Uh, I'm burning the potato too. So yeah. yeah, that happens. That happens. But uh, drill the pasta. Drill the pasta. <laughs> America really did just Isaiah Penn itself. We really did. And it's, um, oh, I, hope, boy. I hope God spares some of us. <laughs> Deep down, every Italian wants to be a pale Norseman. Well, depends on which era. Yeah, I guess. I mean, um, also, I've noticed, I've, I've noticed that Bible Gateway has like, you have an ad blocker turned on. Like, this is the first time I've ever noticed that. And I'm like, Whoa. Uh, it's time. It's, it's time to keep you permanently ad blocked. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh my God! Oh, this has Lord been very high energy. It has um, been. We, do we go to the supers? Should we go to this? Yeah, we should. Um, but yeah, so I think um, I'm loving this dude's profile picture. Holy shit! Which one? Eternal Okies. Look at that. Look oh, at how good that is. Yeah, it's so good. You have great. Uh, you have great PFP physiognomy. It's fantastic. Well, what, what is that? The what flag is behind him? I don't know. Is it like the Kekistan thing? I don't know. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Oh, so. Ah, uh, so good. Who is Ren? So um, who is Ren? It's a great question. Oh my God. Who is Ren and who is Foe? Um, before I just start spouting grave mind quotes, um, you know, uh, well, Lord have mercy. But uh, yeah, that's this is um, I'm blown away. I think. Well, what was the end of the billionaire psycho article? It was um, the end of the billionaire psycho article. Um. The end of it is more or less this. And this is how I, I will read some of the last bits here. Um, All right. 
271 comments. My God, this article got around in Substack. Uh, it's probably it's probably his most read article. Yeah, I like when I look it up. It's it's liked by Aristophanes, John Carter, Paulos, Tr. Everyone liked this. Yeah. Um, I have to get anyways, Boomer Specter and Philip Daniel in the content of my though. But I, the thing is, I'm not that well versed in the subject matter uh, classical music. But that'll be a good yeah. episode. Anyways, he said. Third has lost control of America for many reasons. One of their main psychological weaknesses was the delusional sense of how historical achievements are delivered in practical terms. There is no magic instant turnaround, no silver bullet, no Gordian knot to be slashed in a single dramatic stroke of audacity. No enchanted glimmering Excalibur will be waiting to be drawn out of a petrified stone to restore glory to Camelot. Above all, winning is boring. Rare moments of triumph, euphoria, and fun of finishing a conquest are outweighed by the patient daily tedium of continual sacrifice and marginal iteration for which is necessary to be a champion. Conservatives were impatient and undisciplined, and as a whole, on a large scale, they were never willing to do the work, the boring labor of examining procedural mechanics which govern the distribution of power, the economics of patronage, the subversion of media, the subtlety of education, the conquest of a foreign territory. They have no clue how bureaucratic governments operate. They lack the curiosity to seek answers. Today is still the time of Pygmalion and the anime girl, individual men wrestling with the problem of romancing individual women amid civilizational decline and social despair. Defect, defect, equilibrium promotes betrayal and fidelity to divorced, heartbreak, and broken families. Normality has been criminalized. Romance has been forbidden. Sexual deviance has been championed by a grotesque coalition of disturbed misfits in an age where normality is criminalized. The normal man must adopt the mindset of a criminal to escape the punishment of hostile tyranny. But he says that a new age is coming, an age of repression, repression which will fuel an assembly of covert social networks to guarantee steady employment. These covert brotherhoods will form the bedrock of a parallel economy, an underground community, a profitable black market, a shadow civilization born inside the dying carcass of the American empire. The task of any man should ask himself is this. When I look at myself today, am I the kind of man who would want to join my team in a business or a church in war and peace and friendship and danger, a man for all seasons? The days are coming when men will be drawn together with a gravitational pull in brotherhood. Their despair and exhaustion, poverty and misery, incompetence and malign neglect of the future will empower small, coordinated, aspirational teams of men to sculpt the salvage ruins of empire to a playground where their sons can grow to be strong, dangerous men, warriors who are both foxes and lions. And if the answer is no, get to work. That's how he ends it. I wow. think that's a straightforward point. What are you doing with yourself if this is where we're at? But even online, I feel like this is a big issue. I mean, the inability to treat people that you've interacted with for years as a brother and, and to fly off at the slightest disagreement. I mean, even in an online context, I mean, we can't. Um, <clears throat> the time is growing uh, desperate. And I think we need to realize that we have to be less harsh on each other in some sense, that we are all in a strange way trying our best. and. I think people don't realize that, that there needs to be a form of maturity around these things. And, um, hmm. I, I, yeah, that's brilliant. I think, uh, in the end you only have, yeah, we only have ourselves really. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, Oh boy, it's an interest. Uh, sorry. I can't bring that tweet up on main for obvious reasons. Um, never mind. Uh, I was going to share something, but I realized it's probably not. What was the tweet? Uh, it's a, Tweet from a certain league about defamation. Whoa. And it's apparently today's uh, Leo Frank's uh, death anniversary. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my god. That that those tweets always get ratioed, eh? 
That was they funny. sure do. Yeah. But um, anyways, should we go to the Super Chats? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. A reminder, right. ladies and gentlemen, that the Digital Archipelago is supported by viewers and listeners like you. Your ongoing patronage and support via Patreon and Subscribestar to both Gio and myself ensures <laughs> that the hours of Kino and content continue to flow on. So now, give deeply, give respectfully, and do what is necessary in order to promote your favorite people. Because as we just said, patronage networks are really what makes the world go round. Now oh, off yeah. to the Super Chats. Thank you. And uh, yeah, especially me. I mean, I'm writing my book now. I could really use, uh, you know patreon and substack bucks uh, thank you all and um yeah uh speaking of by the way i was gonna say go and buy millennium by marty phillips please do that because i interviewed marty phillips for about three hours and we went through all of the short stories in millennium and uh hopefully oh maybe you're doing what i did yeah yeah but <laughs> hopefully it's different um so maybe maybe not next week but the week after i'll have a pretty interesting content mined out i have a number of uh, content mines recorded, but it's just that, you know, with writing my book and trying to get it done before next year. Uh, yeah. So anyways, to begin $2 by our good friend, Jay Ford, I pull clout at the Bucky's. They know me there. That, that is, fun. that is true. I did get, that's my favorite. I've, I've only been publicly recognized in a Bucky's and it was the guy behind the sandwich corner. And he's just mm -hmm. like, I know. And I was like, I don't think you do. You know, it's always weird when some random stranger chopping meats like I know you. And I'm like, fuck, you don't, Bubba. Yeah. Um, and he's just like, uh, um, he basically is like, no, you're the frog guy. And I was like, yep, I guess that, yeah, that's how I got, um, Whoa. Uh, you know, done so. But yeah. Oh, Prince of Pharma went to Bucky's because of us. Let's go. For $2, he went to Bucky's because of us. Um, and for $5, Melon, wait, I, I feel like I should have my camera. Five dollars power surge nuked my PC. The only hard drive that was friend fried just so happened to contain all my Dale Gribble files. Coincidence. Well, I think Dale Gribble, um, what was his name? Um Dale Gribble. Unless you mean the voice actor, Johnny Hart. The Hartwick. voice actor. Adam yeah. Hart. Yeah. I think he, you know, there's a sign there. Um yeah, speaking of which, I wrote a lovely little eulogy for him over on the Old Glory Club. I have it posted on the community tab on the YouTube channel. I've restacked it and I tweeted it out. Um, he is an American archetype, although deeply flawed, but I think that's what makes him lovable. But, you know, we should... Um, yeah. We, we do love him. And uh, I'm just trying to get the link um, for the recent content-minded. I, I, I forget, like, actually putting it... Um, Oh, that did more reviews than I expected. My God. Um, so let me just put the link. I'll put it in the end there. So for $5 by Marbly, he's been great in the chat, Marbly. Appropriate stream to send my two best friends some love. Thank you, Marbly. We love you, my man. That's You've been great in the chat. And uh, thank you for the $5. And for $9.99, a non-F Mary kill. Um, sorry, F Mary Redact. John Carter for $9.99. I love the GLR spoke of our people, never without hope or redemption, just suffering the effects of poison, which need to be removed. Very positive, optimistic, never block pilled. Thank you, very, thank you, my man. Like that's um, what's he? What's GLR? Was your George name? Lincoln Rockwell? Is oh, oh, okay. I thought he. Ooh, ooh, okay. <laughs> oh my god! Disavow! 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 Um, I should have known GLR. <laughs> yeah should have known watch yourself into that one there hoss but you know um okay i, I do not i disavow i disavow and uh let's move on but 
we yeah i guess we do need to stay positive i mean this i mean there's too many black pills to go around but uh damn i did walk into that one <laughs> holy crap holy crap <laughs> that's a problem when you say disavow though because then some people they're like you disavow it's like why well, it's you know it's funny i actually wrote a little bit like i i didn't write positively but i said that you know between norman rockwell lincoln rockwell and um what was the third rockwell Rockwell Kent, that they all have like their idea of kitsch Americana. I wrote a little bit about that in my book, but anyway, well, soon to be, well, hopefully, it will come out by next year. Um, I, I'm worried though, because apparently BAP says he wants to come out with another book by this year. So I'm like, oh my God, I'll get God crushed. Damn. Yeah, I'll probably get crushed in the sales, but uh, hopefully by next year, I'll, we'll, we'll have to work something out. Um, so Hugo Glutz, 60, 56 for 100 Mexican pesos which I believe is three Canadian dollars. Um, I, I met a divorced Zoomer in a party last weekend that still cohabitates with her ex. I chastised her and her way of life. She was giving me effed up eyes. What F me? F me eyes. eyes. Yeah. That is, uh, yeah, that is a weird situation. That's she, uh, she was, don't go to, for it to do the needful, but you don't, don't go for it. Yeah. That's don't too, that's too messed up. Yeah. That's too. Yeah. I don't know. I disavow. Um, Sam one five three for ten Canadian dollars. Sneed, is it bad that I thought the song is kind of cringe? No, it's not that bad. What it song are you talking cr- about? Um, Anthony Oliver. Oh, rich man of what's his Northman? Rich uh, Richmond North. North. Richmond. Oh, North- I forgot we talked about him. Th- yeah, three hours ago. Three hours ago. <laughs> oh God Almighty! Oh my God! Uh, yeah, I mean, well, Prude, you you have a more positive take on that song, so. I just I I don't see it being too different from like sixteen tons or any of the other yeah. sort of older, re- more like right coded uh, country songs of the past. Yeah. Like you know, I'm to me, I'm like okay, cool. I've heard this genetically. There's like there's genetic material that's much older there that I appreciate. Yeah. It's almost three hours, Mister Anxiety Flopper. But yeah, yeah I'm not I'm not a country fan, so. Uh, I'm not so much as I used to be, but I yeah. still appreciate my favorite country song is still the master's call by Marty Robbins. But like, you know, there's, yeah. there's good stuff out there. You just have to find it because this metrosexual stadium country music just is, is gay as it gets. Oh, there, and plus like the, the lib takeover of bluegrass. That's another thing. The hick lib bluegrass. Um, so we just want more section eight downtown, you know, like it's just, why gay. can't we You're, have some mag lib? That yeah, Maglib Rail, like that was, yeah. You should have a is there a country? There's probably bluegrass. I'm songs sure. I'm sure there's some like yes in my backyard hit clip songs that are yeah. all about that shit. Maybe we should interview Robert Stark about the Yimbies because he writes a lot about that. So oh we'll boy, see. yeah, we could. Um, Zion Zy- Y. Oh, you could do that. Zion Y for five dollars. Sources tell me Hillary Clinton's dropping a victim impact statement. <laughs> One of. <laughs> Oh, I thought you said she was dropping another victim. Like, damn, that body count keeps getting bigger. Yeah. See, Obama will always be outclassed by Hill Dog, even in the victims. The trail of bodies between Obama and Hillary well, just doesn't Homophobia in America has no scale in comparison to Hillary Clinton's body count of murders that she's left behind. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, so, I remind true, you. Need I remind you that we've like watched Governor Kemp's daughter's boyfriend get car bombed during the 2020 oh. election? 
Let's not oh kid ourselves. I don't know if she if she's dropping a victim impact report. I would die laughing. I, I haven't seen anything like that. That that yeah, that would that'd be pretty Kino and Nectar. That whole thing that'd be amazing. And for two dollars, speaking of the man that broke Charlie Kirk's brain, Patrick Casey for two dollars here to a log Geo. Yeah, Patrick is a master a logger. And, he truly uh, is. Truly is. Yeah. Um. But you can oh watch my... him fail at seven days to die on his channel over the, on YouTube and DLive. Yeah, that was funny. Those clips people took from the Graver Wars of Patrick. Where he's like, um, and like Charlie Kirk's in the background. That was pretty funny. Um, another Hillary Clinton super chat for nine ninety nine by Moose, our good friend Moose. Hurricane Hillary could have winds of one hundred and forty miles per hour, and not to strike them. <laughs> Out to strike the Mexican border. Is there a Hurricane Hillary? Yeah, there is a Hurricane Hillary. Oh, I thought that was another Hillary Clinton tweet. No, no, it's I mean, a real thing. It, it's it's supposed to hit the Mexican border at Baja, California, and hit the state of California. And, oh my God! Like and, tomorrow. And the Hillary Clinton killed California. <laughs> <laughs> that was like globalists are everywhere. That, that was like that episode of Metalocalypse with uh, where Nathan Explosion becomes governor of uh, of um, Florida. You know, Florida death metal. He's yeah. like, uh, what, what are you gonna call a hurricane? Uh, scrambles the death dealer. <laughs> was like, well, it, was, it does remind. I, I know he was definitely a shit lib of sorts, but like, I do yeah. enjoy the um, the hurricane Ike bit from Robin Williams. He's like, finally Ike, a hurricane named after someone that actually beat a woman, and it was just like, <laughs> oh my god, Woo! oh my god, that was something else. Uh, but so true. And and why did he have to do this? Why, like, bro, come on, man. What for happened? $20! I can't believe it. $20 by Micah Paul, our good friend. Great show as always, Jens. Geo, tell me if my new the new coins thread is any good or if I should give up creative writing altogether. No, oh, I'll take a look man. at it, friend. You got a you got a $20 for feedback. You better, I better not let the money influence feedback. your artistic capabilities and content. Well, Mike of Paul, he we I interviewed him for Content Minded, and we spent three hours talking about everything else besides Bojard's uh fatal strategies. So so, oh, he's, like, he's a good guy. I, I, had the, I had the pleasure of meeting him at the event. He's a good guy. Yeah. Um, he took umbrage by the fact that you said he talked about Deleuze a lot. He's he thought he's not a big Deleuze. I mentioned man. it in the review of his speech. Um, yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah. Um, I didn't. He wanted me to many. tell you that that he was offended. He can at me myself. It's not like I have him blocked. For no, no. I was. It was a jokey thing. He wasn't offended. He wasn't offended. But uh, no. But thank you, Michael. It was oh, my nice. God. That else talked about Deleuze and them instead of us. Yeah, that's true. But you know, that's the thing. I'm gonna have to bring Michael Paul on for another recording of Content Minded, so because we have to do Fatal Strategies. But uh, so yeah, thank you. I'm gonna. Well, you know, Michael Paul, if you're listening, at me with the thread. I'll have to look it up because I'm. I had a lot of driving today, and my brain is kind of washed after three hours of content. So, um, anyways, another five dollars from Michael Paul. Can I also get a fresh geo? Woo! I need a sample for a song. I'm trying. He's he means the Ric Flair woo. Woo! I, I I don't know. I can't do the Ric Flair woo that good, but hopefully that hopefully that suffices. But um. Oh my God, Seasider for five dollars. Um, you remind me of a movie I was too young to appreciate back then, The Road to Wellville. It, it's about Kellogg, I believe. Yeah, nineteen ninety four, The Road to Wellville, comedy drama starring Anthony Hopkins. Oh, is that about NoFap? It's about um, it, it's just sort of like a, a comedy biopic of um, oh, yeah. 
I haven't seen it in forever. I know that Dana Carvey plays George Kellogg. <laughs> um, I should rewatch that. We should review that. We should rewatch that. Yeah, we should do that. Geo drives. Yes, Bed Kaczynski. This man drives. I I'm gonna tell an embarrassed. I shouldn't tell it. Like he's, he, he drives. He drives. Yeah. He's got a he's got a he's got a Mustang. He's got a scooter. No he's Dodge got Charger. Everything. Oh, he's got a Dodge Charger. You know, so yeah. he's already. He's already hitting it like a military guy, you know. He's got that Dodge Charger, twenty-eight percent interest rate. He's trying to get out of his dad's place. He's trying to get that BAH and Tricare. He's trying so hard. I know, it's man. I'm trying to touch grass. Yeah, bro. I, the driving thing was a was a total mind screw because I had never drove long distances without friends or my old man. So that was like an anxiety I had to overcome. But you know, but overcome it, I did. So. Yeah, you know what's funny? That mind that that's are you that's like a Marty Phillips character, like right there, which you just described <laughs> It's like every junior enlisted man that's not married yet. Like do they yeah. do they drive Dodge Chargers? Yes. Whoa. There's a lot they're of Dodge, I mean, I love Dodge Chargers. There's a lot of there's too. a lot of Dodge Chargers. There's a lot of guys that are like gonna try and like put a ring on the first thing that they hit on their weekend pass. The first Latina that the they parrot. hit. And they don't know that they hit the wall at like 26 and it's fucking game over. And now you're stuck with this like homogenizing culture that's like, ah, oh, black could be ento. Like, come on, you married white, like you move up. And then you're like, I gotta deal with like her mother and then her abuela. Like it's it's uh um there are many a many a white guy from Kentucky that joins the army, gets stationed at Fort Bliss and makes his like many critical mistakes in his life. Many such cases. Well, there's a reason um, they call it Fort Bliss, eh? Yeah, it ain't for bliss, buddy. It's bliss until you wake up that night. Fort Bliss is a lot like a woman when you're drinking she looks great at night and then you wake up um, Whoa, oh my god it's, a, it's an ugly fucking city but you go up to like you know scenic oh. drive and you look at the lights you see all of downtown you see of course the crazy shit right across the border that's coming to invade you and you're like oh, it's pretty <laughs> at night and then you wake up and you're like oh fuck this is awful Who oh my god that latina here? i put a ring on it's not what i yeah oh my god oh, she only does that thing when she's drunk fuck I can't believe the American Shatria class is going to be consigned to this fate of like Casiza futurism in, in America. That's, it's awful. It's awful. That's Prude. You described an oddly specific American phenomenon by being a military brat. You have virtue of like a firsthand look at. Uh, do you have many friends who have gone down this route, Prude? I know a few. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> uh, I feel bad for him. I really do. Oh, this is incredible. Oh. The abuela is like just like verbally abusing them on the phone. That's like. Like that meme, like my Latina GF, my thick Latina GF. And it's like when they, yeah, yeah. It's like the monkey on the phone. <laughs> uh, do they still, do Latinas still think marrying white guy, like white military guys is a ticket to like the, like yellow brick road paved in gold? Is that what they still right, think? Yeah, that's right. Care. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know, man. I'm not one of them. <laughs> like, uh, I'm, I'm, I will say it here and I will say it now. Thank God I'm white. You know, I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> you could have married a Latina. Ain't though. my problem, buddy. Ain't my problem. Yeah, but you could have married a Latina. But that no, been, I mean the one uh, time I've been, uh, the one time I've been engaged, she was white and it didn't work out. So, oh, man. I didn't know you were engaged. I don't talk about it, but yeah. Um, Holy. I'm not going to ask like what happened. That's probably an after the show. That's, question. Not, that's not for the show. It's not for the show. Um, all right. For $5 by Jack. And this is an amazing one. Woman or temporary. The digital archipelago is forever. 
hopefully yeah pretty i'm pretty sure but yeah listen listen if you take your pills the woman disappears for the voices <laughs> that you're hearing my voice geo's voice we're here forever if you touch if you take your pills you touch grass you get a little that's okay we're still here we're here for you honey it says that these pills are for schizophrenia they can't believe i'm a schizophrenic do they honey, honey you there you there <laughs> well at least the digital archipelago's there um, at least they could tune into to Prudent Geo every every. At least Thursday. I can listen to the sounds of a mechanical typewriter. As these two crazy bastards talk about our first gay black president, <laughs> and talk about the most degenerate smut for filmography known to man. Um, remember episode sixty nine? We review for a season of King. Oh, remember that? No, I can't wait. Oh can't God, wait. it's it's less, it's less than twenty episodes away. <laughs> What do we sign on for? Like this is incredible. Oh, you know it's funny because I'm I'm in a, I'm in a group chat and our our friend uh, Wolfez, the one a patron of both of ours, who done a space with him on Beyond Chillong. Yeah, and I got and he added me and I was like and I didn't know I didn't read the context for it, but it was just like um, someone had asked and like wait a second, Gio has a girlfriend now, and I was like yeah he does, um, and it was just like. Uh, this ridiculous bit where he was just like i think prude really appreciates this fact because there are times where he has certainly suffered <laughs> listening <laughs> to the women respecting conversation um and the i'm like, respecting has gone up significantly since having a gf so i'm sure i, I, I i'm trying to find out what he said i know that i'm sort of like broaching it but it just made me laugh so fucking much um but... <laughs> we had a whole like we had a whole conversation about like the pills thing that tr hudson started like when geo takes his medicine jeff goes away i had to like talk her i'm like no listen they love me okay they're just ribbing me don't worry about it <laughs> it's just he, he has a <laughs> reputation for respecting women it's just uh, <laughs> you have to understand that we find it a little difficult to believe sometimes that you're real <laughs> the DA is forever trying to get through one fucking article. So true. So true. Oh I'd like to become famous, like a famous YouTuber, like survive the jive so I can marry some completely insane racist fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, I like Tom a lot. I don't know the whole background. I disavow the accusation, but listen, if here's the thing about yeah, I love like, I love Survive the Jive. I love Survive the Jive. But like listen, here's the thing. If you're gonna fuck groupies, you, you better you better you better marry the first one you do it, because if not, you get a reputation. This is the kind of guy that fucks his groupies. And then like <laughs> then it gets awkward. So I mean, that's the way. Um, but he didn't do that, right? I don't think so. That's why I said no. I don't know, I don't know it, and I don't yeah. I disavow any we're not claims. Casting that's shade. Yeah, did. we're not we love I like Survive the I Jive. like SCJ, I like Tom's work, I like his archaeological and history stuff. So yeah. Um, remember the He's 45 like, like he, remember the 45 you know, da fans who redacted themselves they found out gf scott <laughs> uh pouring out for all the money uh, you people are brutal man you're brutal like it's it's incredible but um oh pour him out but uh, uh scott manion's in the chat hello scott we need to talk his wife is a wholesome swede oh there you go well, um she's normal they met on <laughs> They met on a uh, in a normal situation. Well, thank God. Thank God. Oh, I'm not saying Tom did that. I'm saying that's what I would do. Oh, like I said, you can you you get one shot. You get one shot. You better pick right because if you pick the wrong groupie, 
can't do it ever again. Yeah, you're done. It's over. Like it's it's done for. Um, but uh, wow, that's no, we're not. Yeah, I mean, we love Tom, we're, and what happened to him recently was terrible. Hopefully, he'll sort it. I think, like honestly, I think it was more of the British government's end than America. I don't know. Well, apparently, he was denied I entry. Dis- I am disgust. I know he was denied entry. I don't know if it was the UK or the US's part. I have a pretty good feeling it was the UK that they had like called and hopefully he gets all of that sorted out. So bastards. Yeah. Cause I mean, Tom's not that like radical. I mean, really? I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, Tom isn't like that bad. If you, you know, pick the wrong bad. group, if you pick the wrong groupie, it's either her, or you end up dead. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, we're both East celebrities. Yeah. This will end well. It never ends well. It never, never ends well. well. Never ends well. You guys are making me worried now. Jesus. Um, anyways, um, for $6.99. What? Scott's like, what's this? Fuck me. <laughs> How do we, hey, Scott, we've been doing this for over a year. Wait till you see the back catalog. It's fucking insane. It's insanity. Yeah. Right. Having us on your show. <laughs> He's These very low key. Nuts. Oh man, Scott, go and watch the uh, Teen Apocalypse trilogy episode. That was pretty. Scott Mannion's gonna be like, "What is this?" Like as a cinematographer himself, like he was he's gonna go like, nuts. "What the fuck?" <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. Uh, did we go through all the supers yet, or no? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Six ninety nine. Read more Catholic phenomenology, Geo. Post Twitter and chat, by the way. Um, yes, I will bring up his. Uh, please go follow. Um. Wired, we'll get to that one. Um, and Eternal Oki, thanks. I did not make for two dollars. Thanks, I did not make my profile picture. Um, oh, well, I mean, whoever made it did a really good job, but it's an excellent Kino. choice, an excellent taste. Yeah. Um, in your, in your, um, yeah, it's wired. There you go. There's and wired for two seventy nine. It's wired seven three eight one three uh, thirteen eight fifty. So um, go and find him on Twitter. He is an amazing poster, and I probably will read more Catholic phenomenology. Um, I might do an episode about that with uh, Tyler Hamilton. So, um, for one eighty nine by Cody Browning, we're not doing this. No, no, we're not, we're not reviewing that. Frank's bro- no, no, we can't do that. That's too no, much. no, that's too much. because um, uh, no, like I've talked about some of this stuff, and that's on Odyssey for a reason. Yeah, and for ten dollars by our good friend. The teacher Owen Zaleski. Um, hello, gents. Recently saw a Barbie video that talked about how it shows men's struggles and points out how women of patriarchy won't be able to save men. Only individual men find their own meaning. Uh, I mean, I like, so. literally, Ken takes over because he discovers patriarchy and, like, systematically destroys, like, you know, the longhouse. I don't know. Like, I don't think it's men finding their own meaning. Like the movie ends by the men capitulating to the women of like, oh, we'll just go our own way. Like, you know, we'll be our own guys. Like, unironically, they kind of come to this agreed upon settlement of like more or less MGTOW and women just do their own thing and we'll be in Barbie land. Men can do whatever. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I just find it to be like this weird inversion of the gender roles. And like the best part yeah. of, of Barbie is literally Ken, just like, like patriarchy's base. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um but I, I I but there's other readings of Barbie, but again, it's like we've talked far too much about Barbie because in the end he does sort of bra- embrace an individualism, right? So yeah. He goes his own way. They go their um, own way. 
at the cost of being politically marginalized in Barbie land forever. Um, yeah. so, oh, boy. For, for $10 by Malasima, our good friend, um, great stream guys. Hey, Prude, have you ever heard of the Democrat canvassing app Minivan? Recently remanded to NGP Van. And do Republicans have anything similar organizing political uh, organi- uh, campaigns? Uh, yeah, the WinRed app has their own uh, canvassing tools that they use. So um, I know that the WinRed is their their way of fundraising, like Act Blue is, but WinRed also has an app for canvassing. I don't know what it's called off the top of my head, but you can find it there if you're so inclined to do canvassing and campaign stuff. But yeah, they're they're I would um, recommend not donating to the Republican Party. I wouldn't I would I wouldn't either. Uh GOP Delenda asked. But I mean if you wanted to canvas for your local candidates, they yes. will have the resources to do that. Especially local Trump affiliated candidates. That's probably Yeah. 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 I mean man, you campaign for the Republicans man. Uh, like that's, uh, I have done a lot of Republican campaigning and yeah. um there are some of it I certainly regret. Um, yeah. If, other, so Prude is telling you not to do it, then you know. if it's local candidates like for yeah. house or city council or county commissioner, go do that shit. Um, and if but, you know that your local, if, like local candidate, is a Trump supporter, then go and yeah, give him. Like if you if you know that your guy is your guy, your guy or girl, whatever, yeah, do yeah. preferably guy. Um, go yeah. <laughs> go go do the needful, and you know make sure yeah. that they win. You don't want some cuck to, to win the primary. You don't want some GOP hack to really like, yeah, win that primary. So yeah, you don't want like a fucking Maya Flores, whatever, being like, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's futurism, and it's just like, please, deported. Um, well, well there, yeah. there's a few base Hispanics that it went for Trump, right? They gotta go. Yeah, I can't. I can't believe. Like, I always come back to that favorite meme of yours, where it's like the Hispanic guy, Wojak, and American flag in texas and it's you have like to go a, back yesse like that's literally like you have to go back that, we don't like you in here we don't want you here. it's like we don't want you in here <laughs> but i mean like it's true like it's the reason there's a that's why immigration reverberates so well with a lot of the rio grande valley guys they're like get them the fuck out of here yeah like, we got you know, here like, you know what it we got here first here. yeah go fuck yourself you know? we got here first they, they can never be truly based though um oh my god is this in zloty 25 uh no, poland doesn't have zloty anymore uh, is that pound sterling? That's or the no? euro symbol. Oh my god, 25 euros? Holy crap, how much is that in Canadian? That's gotta be by by oh my god. By Sima Zilnik, our good friend. Oh my god, 25 euros. Uh how much is that, Prude? Oh, I'm sorry. I, sorry, I didn't know I was playing Jamie looking this shit up. It's 36. Jamie, 25 euros in Canadian C N D. Keep missing the stream live. I keep missing the stream live, but do enjoy Digital Capelgo and long drives. Seeing support from base Poland. Um, let me look this up. Um, 25 euros in CD. 36, uh, well, 36 Canadian dollars and 82 cents. Whoa! Enough for four liters of petrol. Yeah, enough to cover your gas when you go uh, see the woman again. Yeah. Well, thank you. Oh, my God. Um, I... I I can't say your name. I can't. I can't. But he's a good friend of ours on Twitter. I say his name all the time <laughs> on this show. <laughs> Big, Big Nick420. I tell him all the time. <laughs> he's my favorite person to read out loud for Super Chats, along with a guy named Scrotchy McDumpwaffle. Like, the best part of Super Chats is... We haven't seen Scrotchy in a while. Neither have I. I think he still donates to Orange Show, though. But, like, I, you know, it's, it's yeah. fun stuff. 
Big um, Nick 2420, $13, $13.99. Take my money, y'all. He's he's the Canadian. He's like, he's one of yours. Yeah, exactly. But he's and like you, he's brown. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Anyways. Um <laughs> you're not gonna like this one, Prude. Um I, I can John... read them on the other side. I can see <laughs> yeah, right. I'm already knowing what's coming next. That's why I saw the uh the, the musical thing. I was like, we can't talk about that shit. Same yeah. reason why I saw the Rockwell reference, and I was like, Well, I'll let Geo walk into that tripwire live. I did I genuinely did not know it meant that Rockwell, but for optics, it, we went Norman Rockwell. Um $4.99. Now that Prude has absolved me from the FMKs and Geo has disrespected the commander, I am switching allegiances. Oh, you! I can't believe you, man. I, how did I disrespect the commander? That's can't disrespect the commandant. Um, I look forward to your support, John. Thank you. Oh, I hope you get all the FMKs now. That's um, fine. <laughs> Mona Nieto, Mona Nieto for four ninety nine. What is your two gentlemen's view of Michael Jackson? Well. I, 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 I the man with the Michael Jackson PFP. Oh my god! Um, I ironically believe in the Necro song "Billy Jean" with Mr. Hyde, where he talks comically about him doing it. But I don't know. I don't. I don't have a very good opinion on. I don't have. I, mean, enough, I don't think do there's it. enough evidence to actually make him. Yeah. The the person who did it. Uh, yeah. And I don't actually believe it or not. The person who's done a lot of research on this has been Razor Fist, and I think he yeah. does a really good job making the case that all the claims against him were bullshit. I just find it funny how even the claim of Tolkien says it's all bullshit. So yeah. Yeah. No, but I just find it funny that, um, back in the day, back in the two thousands, you could like go around saying that Jackson did it and it was funny, but now like you'll get crucified by people if you say that he did it, but I don't know. So maybe out of like sheer contrarianism. No, probably not. He probably, I think Michael Jackson was just robbed of his childhood by his, evil demonic father and the evil demonic hollywood industry like culture industry and so i think like his whole thing about uh like children isn't like cheese pizzaist i think he just was longing for that innocence you know what i mean he probably didn't do anything i but i mean he was creepy and all that but you know i mean whatever i mean he, his brain was broken by his various influences at an early age so um mm. What do you think, Prude? Are you where, I, where I, are you standing on the Michael Jackson question? I think that he was definitely probably heavily abused and longed for some semblance of childhood innocence. Loved lived a very private life for yeah. probably a variety of good reasons. So yeah, I mean, I, I again, I don't know enough about it to have my own informed take. I just think that guy made good music, and I think that with a lot of great musicians and people that are made by the industries here in America, that that person was probably terribly abused. And um, you know, Man in the I, Mirror probably explains it all. That song, Man in the probably, Mirror. yeah. But again, yeah. I don't, I, I don't think that he did it. No, no, you know, yeah. If Macaulay Culkin said he didn't do it, I mean, he probably he would have known. Like, it's funny because that was like a line in the Necro song about him and Macaulay Culkin, which I find. Well, anyways, never mind. Um, uh, I thought Katie J says I think South Park was more spot on with MJ than people think. Yeah, yeah, that's. You know, um, but anyways, um, Norman Rockwell was kind of a liberal. Well, Eternal Loki, next year, you're going to read the book entitled Neoliberal Kitsch, Art in the 21st Century. 
Uh, and you will discover. I that mean, yeah, fact, he was a he was a liberal. I mean, the the freedom yeah. from want or all these freedoms that he's a, he was a New Deal Democrat, as yeah. Robert Oppenheimer would say. Well, he was actually more than a New Deal Democrat. He's a kitschy well, communist, but you know. Yeah. Well, and, in my and book, Oppenheimer I explore... was a Jewish communist, but like, you well, know, fellow travelers. It's funny because they're talking about Oppenheimer and Night Owls about how like halfway through the 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 like halfway through the um, the movie. Um, the Austrian painter decided to like, you know, Cobain. And they're like, what are we going to do? How are we going to justify this now? And like, you know what? Well, oh, man, new American I'm century. so upset. I can't go to war with my favorite race of people. I hate <laughs> like, okay. I did not like that movie. We dropped the Japanese. We dropped in the Japanese. Oh. Just... <laughs> oh. You tell me we dropped it in the J Japan instead. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that we're like, <laughs> you know what's funny is i actually do like um killian murphy as an actor because like 28 days later was such an amazing film for me yeah when it's 1920s birmingham and someone does a heckin racism you know um yeah i love how that show jumped the fucking shark on season five because it's picky like, blinders yeah because like like you can like it you can, I think a lot of it, you can ignore like sort of the mobster stuff. And then season five, it's just like, we're going to talk about Oswald Mosley and now we're going to take down the fashion Britain. And it's just like, oh, it's time to kill myself. <laughs> like, it's over. Wait, they, they have over. a whole season about Oswald Mosley? They sure do. Oh my God. It's that's, bad. That's too much, it's man. Bad. That's like, you might as well just like, uh, like, I don't know. They'll probably be in the. Future. Oh, I know the there speech be... that they, that that mostly has is incredibly based oh, yeah. to the show, but like, there'll be a historical fiction movie where Abraham Lincoln will like I don't know he'll like have a like Khmer Rouge journey through the South where he'll like take uh like they'll they'll like Nuremberg all of the Confederate generals that will be like an alt history drama that they'll do. I'm sure it's already been written, and I'm sure probably. it's a play or a novel or something. You yeah. know, like. It'll be like the Nuremberg trial, but it'll be all the Confederate generals. That'll be, the, it'll be like, you know. And you know, and you know why they never did that though? Yeah. Because they might've uncovered some very like legal. Oh, these guys did have a legal right to leave. <laughs> oh, they had who is the main, who is the head general of the Confederacy? Um, general E. Lee. General Robert Lee. E. Yeah. E. Lee. Robert, Robert e. Lee. Lee. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be like Abraham Lincoln. That's Abraham Vampire Lincoln, Slave. Vampire Slaver. But they, but they like, they, they, they like preserve him. Like they froze yeah. him, like Walt Disney, and they brought him back. And so now it's Abraham Lincoln, Nazi hunter. You know, like. Well, well, next week we'll cover it with the Garrow interview, where basically Obama, like no other historical biographical pick exists for Obama besides Abraham Lincoln. Like Abraham Lincoln was the only president for Obama, apparently. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, because it, again, this postmodern is dating whiteies, supporting immigration, being yeah. kind of gay. Like, yeah, Abraham Lincoln is totally Barack's president. <laughs> well, Abraham Lincoln did open up the floodgates, didn't he, in America? Yeah, well, all those the Irish, Irish Well, yeah. someone had to fight the war because there were fucking draft riots in New York. Almost as <laughs> there were no draft one... riots in New York. They didn't want to fight to free the slaves. Oh my God, Prude! This is no. Do, do Americans in in like when they go to like uh, that one event in the 20th century history class? Like, it, do they learn this stuff? No. Wait, no, you're kidding. Okay, let's look at this. Like, are um, you about world like a civil war? Like, no one knows about the draft riots in New civil York. Civil war. Civil war. In the same way, we don't talk about Andersonville prisons. Oh my God. 
New York draft riots were reports of riots in Buffalo, New York, and certain other cities, but first drawn of the draft numbers on July 11th, 1863, um, were violent disturbances in lower Manhattan, wide regarded as the culmination of white working class disconnect, discontent with new laws passed by Congress that year to draft men to fight the ongoing American Civil War, urban disturbances in American history. The Civil War within the city of Irish community is the mostly Irish American riders confronted to police, soldiers, and pro-war pro- Oh, wow. President Lincoln divested several regiments of military and volunteer troops after the Battle of Gettysburg to control. Oh, I mean, the Battle of Gettysburg was, I believe, one of those bloodiest wars in American military history. Well, Antietam um, is one of the bloodiest days as well. But yeah, I mean, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a disaster. And this historiography has been so kitchified. It's awful. I mean, like literally, uh, literally watching the gangs in New York is the only time in pop culture this has ever been referenced. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And remember, it's um, the immigrants that are the good guys. <laughs> it's the Irish that are the good guys. Notice how the Irish are the ones speaking with an American accent. You know? <laughs> oh my god! And then Billy Butcher is speaking with a fucking British high class accent. That's great. Even even like back in the early two thousands, that was like the propaganda. Why working class? No such thing. Gangs <laughs> in New York covered. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see the white working class though, they're misunderstood when they they look at the Oliver Anthony. Um, Oh um, yeah, and I mean, um, the bonus army is another good example. After World War One, those guys are like, "Hey, we you promise us benefits, and it's like disperse, or you will yep. be fired upon." Um, oh, you mean to tell me uh, veterans were like disproportionately made the numbers of Hoovervilles around the country? Oh, you don't say, boys. Whoa, well, see, what's crazy? It is true about American history classes that you don't learn anything. Like, you really well, you you learn well, a, you learn a progressive historiography. Yeah, but it's so funny how like libs try to relitigate like those early two thousands. Like they're gonna teach creationism in schools, and it's like it's evil, it's right wing. But it's like nowadays you have basically like the left hard version, like the left wing version of like teaching creationism in schools is like teaching, well, everything you know. So it's like that's crazy. Um, wow, teacher, you're telling me the only thing that really matters is gay race communism. That's right, Timmy. <laughs> that's right. That's Timmy. right. Now give Tyrone your seat. <laughs> and then one day, like a hop, a professor of Korean studies are going to like uh, dump Shit the president of the United States, the future president of the United States. And then he's going to marry a black man. Well, sorry, black woman. Um, or man. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Are we screwed, Prude? And in, 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 in the West, yeah. <laughs> oh We're my. fucked. Are you telling me the West has fallen? Oh, it's <laughs> it's billions, Billy, billions, billions gotta go. Oh my God, I can't wait for next week because that article is crazy. The Garrow article, that's I can't wait. Um, I hated my school, my high school. I was robbed of my education. I was robbed on my way to school. I hate. <laughs> I was no, I was I robbed in school. I was robbed of my way. Oh, fuck shaker. <laughs> Is it over? I would get robbed on my way to school. And then I would lose um, all my lunch money to lunchtime rowdies. It was a terrible time. I hated public school. Yeah, you know what that reminds me of the old one? Uh, I remember when my day didn't have to <laughs> back in my day. I didn't have to fucking dilate no one otherwise. Back in my day, the president of the United States didn't have to sleep with a man to win the White House. 
back in my day, they had elections that were kind of fair, but not really. But then it was... Back in my day, a bunch of dancing Israelis could get away with the world war. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, back in my day, we already knew that the West had fallen. When are we going to get Charlie Kirk to talk about the dancing, you know, who's <laughs> like it? I don't know. It's already there, though. It's Back already in my day, there. lesbians didn't have to cut their tits off. <laughs> we got to end this on this come town bit. That's that's amazing. Um, uh, anyways, back in my day, we had a president that was uh, kind of straight. <laughs> <laughs> at least he, at least he, <laughs> at least, at least George Bush, the draft, the dodge, will imbibing in certain nose candy while you know being in a fighter pilot being a fighter pilot um was dick cheney dick cheney based or cringe uh, was white my day, a man could run an oil company and still bomb a rack <laughs> back in my day a man could send Halliburton drivers of that set oil company to their doom in near Abu Ghraib. Back in my day, I could waste a platoon of American soldiers fighting Nephilim outside of Kandahar. I swear <laughs> to God. Um, like, I, we're fucked. It's over, bro. It's next year. It's going to be game over, bro. Game over, bro. Game like, over. my president's going to be in jail. <laughs> like, it's over, bro. Oh, can you it's... imagine what the digital archipelago is going to look like next year? Yeah, I'm going to be doing like this show from like a fucking bunker out in the middle of nowhere trying not to get droned. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to have to film my Human Rights Commission case like Ezra Levant did back in the day. I'm going to film it and put it on my. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. Um, it could be worse. Over. We, could, we, could, we could be worse. We could be in the UK. Oh God! Oh my God! Hey Geo, I gotta step out for five minutes. I think the Home Office is knocking at my door. You know, like <laughs> I said some mean things. This cop looks like a lesbian as I get beaten to death by the yeah. An autistic woman says a cop looks like the, her lesbian friend, and it's over. You look like my so. lesbian nano. You know, just. Yeah. Watch myself get her beaten up harder than a Subaru dealership. At least they, at least the cops don't carry guns in Britain. Like that, that's that makes it better. They don't carry guns. Um, yeah. Uh, the golden age of evil art. Yes, exactly. It's, um, we're, we're here. We're here. We're here. Uh, According to Paul Talk, evil art. But anyways, um, next week, I don't know if I'll come with the digital capigo. Probably be Marty Phillips one. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, I'm glad that despite the lack of promotion at the weird time, um, my, this episode of the, of, a sorry, content minded, uh, broke, um, a thousand views. So I talk a lot about, I talk about love. I talk about politics. I talk about, uh, two film reviews. Both of them came out in 2001. Uh, the Patreon version has the film review of the amazing Brazilian Kino called to the left of the father. And also, I talk about the Haas versus Patrick Casey debate, which is paywalled. So, for obvious reasons, uh, Prude, what do you have going on next week? Or, uh, well, I'll be live tomorrow evening. We'll be reviewing um, William Appleman Williams's 1979 book *Empires: A Way of Life*. I'm going to be recording tomorrow as well uh, a rant of sorts on the subject of the New Deal. That's sort of been Whoa! me. Uh, it, it's a long Odyssey rant exclusive and, no it'll it'll be a no. paywall thing but i mean oh. it'll be about the new deal and it'll be sort of about like the specter of the new deal it's sort of being 
reinvigorated uh, by a certain camp of post-liberals. I, I have a lot of content to catch up on because I just finished sending off my review to the Mars review of books on Tyranny, Inc., written by Sora Barmari. Um, <laughs> you may get sued for that one. No, I, 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 well. I, I've read the book. I There are some points that he brings up that are totally justified, but mm. the answer to it is new deal me harder daddy and i don't yeah yeah so oh my god let's end the stream on black pills right here look at that president biden 2021 2029 president newsom 2029 2037 president abrams i hope i cut myself shaving tomorrow and i hope it bleeds <laughs> all day long our friends say it's darkest before the sun rises and we're pretty sure they're all wrong and i hope it stays dark forever I hope the worst isn't over, and I hope you blink before I do. And I hope we never get sober. But yeah, it's what? pretty rough. Yeah, that's no children by the Mountain Goats, by the way. Um, Whoa! See, we a, end on a song. There, there's a ska cover of it that I actually quite like. This isn't a. I tweeted that out the other day. I said the reason why I'm not going to comment really on the Oliver Anthony thing is I still like Streetlight Manifesto. Oh God. Um, but yeah, well, that's a great ending. Let's end on here. So that's all right. That's well, we'll see you all next week, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, we'll either have Nathan Barley or the Garrow interview on Obama. So. Oh, we're doing Obama. Sorry, buddy. We're we're going to uh, talk about Obama. Yeah, we'll talk about Obama. Rip Scott. I know it's so true. But you know, I thank all of you for coming at this later hour. We had a consistent viewership, and the Digital Archipelago is only possible because of all of you. I know as cliche as this sounds, but thank you all guys and ladies one well at least at least two women are in the chat um this has been an amazing stream very uh high energy and we talked we covered a lot of ground i feel god bless our chuds and chat we'll see you all next god Thursday. bless mine chud mine sensitive young men and sensitive young women so good night chuddies too sweet see you gents